gentlemen we are back with a brand new episode of the Boochcast. party on Vinny. party on elvis and of course ladies and gentlemen this is a special episode of the Boochcast because unfortunately uh elvis and i are not alone on this episode no you guys are not no we have our tag along little brother here with us uh 
Ladies and gentlemen, he's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude, dude? That's, yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. Genuinely speaking, I'm not broke. I don't know why I decided to do this today. Because Elvis, Zelensky, and I, we need to be on the booch cuts for a long motherfucking time. Have we not there, you pretty boy fuck? Um, I have. I just can't believe you're here. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, much, to, much to my chagrin, you know, um, I thought I'd have a regular show, have a fun, filled day, whatever. And then, you know, already it's, you know, it's already it's Tuesday. My week is ruined right now because I have a soulless ginger to fucking babysit and hold his hand and have the most <laughs> incoherent fucking podcast in all of the land. But yet here we are. So awesome. we thank are you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Zach, for inviting yourself over to the podcast. Well, Elvis, since uh, since uh, this is an unexpected thing, as always, um, you usually come up with the titles for these episodes. So I'll let you pick it. I'll put down, this is the name of the podcast. It's called, Oh My God, or OMG, dot, dot, dot. It's Zachariah Scott. I can like it. I like it. I like it. Can he come with some, okay. oh, OMG, uh-oh, it's Zachary Scott, the Irish prick. Um, well, I mean, I wasn't going to be a dick or do anything wrong. I, mean, I think we already gave you enough shit before I called you, so. I mean, um, but, you, but, you know, we roast the ones we love, and that's why we love having you on here, Zach. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You literally are the bait of my existence, but here we are. We're still friends. I okay, feel so. so loved. Maybe. I'm now, sorry, you say you want some loving? Yeah. Well, he, loving. well we know he, he's needed some for quite a while, you know. In fact, I mean, gaze at the person across from you now. Feel the sweet spark of connection. If you don't screw up this moment somehow, maybe you won't die alone. Oh, sing it, Benny. Don't be too needy or bring up your ex. Don't That's say right. the words herpes simplex. Don't ever mention you've never had, had sex. Trust, Trust me, I, I promise, promise she knows. And now her defenses are starting to fall. Smile and return her affection. If you don't manage to ruin it all, maybe you won't die alone. Don't begin screaming, you'll blow the whole moon. You really suck at singing. Maybe you won't die alone. Nails on chalkboard. Maybe you won't die alone. You are. Here, here. Here, here. You had to cut off my mic, you fucker. Well, you kept talking over the music. You don't talk yeah, dirty. You don't uh, talk when someone's oh, singing. Oh, it wasn't music. It was a bunch of shit. Dude, hey, hey, hey. This voice is a gift, my friend. A <laughs> gift. It's a okay. gift from God. Yes. It's you going to argue with God. God's gift? What God's gift? The, the, my voice? You going to argue with God's gift? Chad Kroger sounds better than you. What? Huh? Whoa. Well, he Whoa, does sing bro. professionally. He does make a living. So I can't really I don't know how. I mean. Okay, since we that, got that out of the way. <laughs> we have a list of topics, but since I've been on here, and usually this is the pretty boy fuck, Elvis Zelensky, and the chrome dome motherfucker, Vinny Bucci. So you two, let's start a, uh, a topic. Hopefully it's one not about me. So go, okay. assholes. Okay. Um, well, 
I guess we can jump in. Um, well, I do know. Uh, Elvis, you got any stories you want to tell before we jump into the wrestling talk like we normally do? Uh, I do. Okay. Here's a topic. We got a redheaded stepchild. Oh, okay, we right already know that, okay? Let's go to a talk. Let's talk about wrestling. Okay, let's see okay, here. Okay, well, actually, actually, Zach, we'll ask you the question. Um, as you guys know, we have a special thing that we do. You go to anchor.fm slash the boochcast slash support. You no. can donate to the Boochcast, no. and part of a no, no, portion no, no. of our proceeds no. <laughs> go to no. feeding Zach uh, ramen noodles. So, Zach, how how are the ramen noodles treating you? Do you still have any left? In, do you still have any left? Do we need to get some more? I burned them all. You send me any more, I'm gonna send a nice pile of shit next time, motherfuckers. Now, Zach, that's not a very nice thing to do. These people are donating their hard-earned money to help feed you. During your time of need. I really start not to like this. <laughs> I'm just saying, they're feeding you during your time of need. I don't why need would you no time of need. Why I'm would okay. you? Why would? Well, dude, you you got to store some for the winter, or if oh, we have a Jesus second Christ, a second lockdown, Lord. you're gonna need those ramen noodles, my friend. You are, man. Oh. Don't be all like high and mighty with your shit now. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, we should be grateful for the things our fans gives us. You know, you shouldn't just sit there and just squandered it all away. I mean, come on, buddy. I mean, I thought we taught you better than that, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. Okay. Move on. Okay. Well, we do have some wrestling stuff we want to talk about, and um, here's what I'm going to say. And, uh, and I know Elvis and I have talked about this off air, but I will say this. I did recently watch AEW All Out. Um, oh wow, go on. I watched it. Uh and I will say this. Um I was also multitasking while I was doing this. So I was editing one of the Dark Side of the Ring uh reviews that we have. The it's the Grizzly Smith video that Zach you and I did with Desmond. Yep. That's the which is so far the long it, 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 it was a very It's long the longest one. episode in the history of Boochcast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring. It was we by the time we were done it was two hours and 54 minutes of recording. I managed to trim it down to an hour 45. That was the best I could do. So it's going to be the longest episode unless the ones that Elvis, Desmond, and I are supposed to do coming up are going to be have anything to say about it. Because I know we got, we got five videos coming up that the three of us need to do. The first is, of course, parts one and two of Brian Pillman. We have The Ultimate Warrior. We have The Dynamite Kid. And the one that's going to be coming out this Thursday, the plane ride from hell is coming out. So those are going to be the five that Elvis, you, me, and Desmond have to do. So we'll see how long those are going to be. But as I'm editing that, I'm multitasking, and I'm kind of watching the show. So I'm catching bits and pieces. But there was one match that I gave my 100% undivided attention to. Elvis, would you like to guess which match that was? If I was the guest of a betting man, it's CM Punk versus Darby Allen. You are correct. Ding, sir. ding, 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 ding. You are correct. Or as a wrestler I despise would say, correct. I, I, I got this. You sure? So, I'm positive. So, Absolutely. I'm positive. So, my point sometimes. is, my point is, uh, I watched CM Punk from Darby Allen from start to finish, and I have arrived at this conclusion. I have a whole new outlook on Darby Allen from this match. Wow. Wow, that's that's high praise. Go on, tell me more about this uh, new epiphany you have on uh, Mr. Allen. Uh, I learned Dar Darby Allen. Either Darby Allen always knew how to work and chose not to, or CM Punk dragged him by the ear like a little child and said, "We're gonna do this right." I don't know which happened because I wasn't backstage, but Darby Allen was wrestling. Darby Allen was working, and here's the best part. The match was done so well that when he finally became Emo Knievel, the spots 
were done in ways that were believable. In fact, out of the entire match, there were only two spots in the match that I thought were stupid and unnecessary. And that is a vast improvement because normally when I watch Darby Allen in a match, everything he does is stupid and unnecessary. But in this match, two spots. And I'll tell you what those two spots were. The one where he got Irish whipped into the corner and he kind of went through the turnbuckles, hit the steel post, that was and awesome. fell to the that floor. That was an awesome spot. I'm, I'm sorry to say it. I'm, I'm going to jump in. That was a cool spot. I've never seen that spot before. And the fact that he had thrown around, hit the pole, and spun around in midair during that, yeah. it, it, um, I thought that was cool as hell. And I just, okay. I mean, I'm sorry. I know it sounds weird, but um, yeah, I, I, I just thought it was a cool as hell spot. Okay, fair. I'm just saying I thought that was a bit much. And the other one was the senton off the top rope to the floor. I thought that it wasn't that wasn't needed. Everything else I loved. Everything else. And CM Punk, I'm gonna say this. After after watching this match, I've arrived at this conclusion with CM Punk. He's exactly what AEW needs. They need him. And I'm not just wow. talking about because the fans love him. I'm not talking about the fact that he draws money. I'm talking about the fact that CM Punk is doing what Chris Jericho should have been doing. That's what Punk is gonna do. I believe Punk is gonna succeed where Jericho has failed, and that is bringing the best out of these guys. Because I feel like Jericho hasn't done that with Darby or Pockets or anybody. I feel like he is just, again, he's the cool dad that's letting everybody do what they want to do because he wants everyone to love him. Punk doesn't need everyone to love him. He's already there. Punk could take a shit in the middle of the ring and they would chant his name. Punk just, Punk wants, Punk is going to make these guys good. He brought out the best in Darby Allen. My only hope and prayer is that when Darby Allen Lee is done with CM Punk and moves on to his next feud and his next challenge, that he continues on this path and doesn't revert back. I hope he keeps wrestling, keeps working, times his moves correctly. If he does that going forward, he will be the star that everyone's claiming he is. I am seeing potential now in Darby Allen that I didn't see before because no one else was bringing it out of him because they were either A, not capable of doing so, or B, didn't want to because they want to fit in with the cool kids. So that's my opinion right there. That was the match of the night. In fact, not only will I say it's the best match of the night, it's the best match I've ever seen in AEW. Wow. In the whole two years. Best compliment. Um, and it's funny because I don't think that was the best bout on a match. I think the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks – uh, was the best match tonight. But you know what, though? Just hearing your words say that, especially about evil, uh, Emo Knievel, the way you like to describe him, yeah. um, brings a tear to my eye because, uh, you know, I kind of thought the CM Punk match at first wasn't great. I talked about this in my review. It wasn't great at first, and at the end, it really took hold. And then once I saw it from a different perspective, when an Eagle Eye fan decided to say, hey, by the way, this is a nod to, um, you know, Bret Hart, one, two, three, kid. Yes. I'm not sure if you listened to my podcast. Did you listen to my show? From beginning when, to when end. Uh, from beginning to end, and I want to say this. Um, I heard what you said about me, and I, I, I almost cried. How? What? what? I almost what cried mean? when I heard that. Just, what do you mean? When you talked about, like, how, you know, I give Vinny so much shit, but he really puts a lot of work into this show and keeps everyone in place and really tries to do this for the fans and the long hours he puts in. Like, I almost cried when you said all that. Really? Dude, that was that was the most, that's like the nicest thing you've said to me in a long time. I don't mean that in a bad way because we're usually, like, I know we're friends and we get along, we love each other, but no homo, but we love each other. Um, but we're, we ball bust so much. That to hear you say that without me in the room, not knowing if I was going to listen to that episode or not. Because I'll be honest, I don't listen to everything, every episode that you've done. I listen to a handful of them. But I listen to that one from start to finish. And I, dude, that brought a tear to my eye. 
That was just the ultimate compliment. It meant so much to me. You said that. Well, thank you, man. I mean, like it wasn't for it wasn't for not. I mean, like I don't think you get enough credit uh, when it comes to the show. I mean, you're always pushing me to try to get things done, and I apologize. I wish I had more time to be there and put these shows out. Like Mr. Dynamite hasn't been putting out Dynamite shows out. Um, that's just a true testament. This week I will be able to do a Dynamite. Um, this week's a little lax. So Wednesday, uh, tomorrow the show comes out. I'll be able to do a show on Thursday. Um, I could do it on Thursday night, so I could get it to see you on Thursday night. Um, it just sucks because like I have um, this new work I'm doing, which is really hard. I mean, it's not hard, but it's not easy. Um, then I have to balance like you know having Zona weekends, and I can't take a time away from her either. Exactly. Um, I got so many different things. I feel like it's such a piece of shit when I, I can't get your show done, um, our show, because God knows you pay me so much money to get it done. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's all facetious, but you know, though, I enjoy the show. I truly do. And the thing is, like. I see the amount of work I put into it, try to put on a quality show, and I try to do it in one take, try to put the music, try to do this and that. And then, like, you're a professional. You're, you're a professionalist. Like, you sit there and you go through the audio. You see what's too high, what's too low. Like, your quality and the amount of time you put into putting a show is hands down. Like, I don't think people understand it because when they listen to it, it sounds flawless. But it's it's the reason why it's flawless is because of the time you put into it to make it seem flawless because – Right now, I'm talking to you through Discord. My voice is probably lower. Your voice is really high. So the fact that after we're done with the show, you're pretty much going to edit my voice the whole time I'm talking. So you're going through an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours, whatever you're going through. And you're literally dissecting each part I'm talking to make sure it flows together. And I'm pretty sure when uh, Zach's on there, you have to put a little bouncing bubble with words so people can follow along. I mean, it's the hardest job in the world. But no, man, seriously, I love you, man. I think you do a fantastic job. I don't think you get enough credit. Um, I love to give you shit because, again, <coughs> why wouldn't I? Of course. Um, um, I, I, I got to do it, man. I got to do it. Um, but nonetheless, man, like, no, you're, you're, you're good people. Um, you know, I just think you do a great job when it comes to it. And now I'm hearing praise from AEW from Darby Allen, who he called emo Knievel for a long time. And I mean, that brought a tear to my eyes. So I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure what the show did for you last week, but, uh, this week, uh, he brought a tear to this old man's eyes. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome, dude. It's such a beautiful day. The best show in the world. Thank you so much. Oh, it's getting there. And speaking of, speaking of the show, um, I will say, um, and, uh, we're, we're, we're having such a great mood right now, so I'm not going to talk about the other matches. Although I will say my other favorite match was Miro and Eddie Kingston. I thought it was phenomenal. That was a kick-ass oh, yeah. opener to the show. Um, and then the, the rest of the show was kind of eh for me. Um, but what I will say is there were we, – we're, another thing we were talking about were the debuts. And I know that's something that Zach wants to talk about as well. So, Zach, you will have your, your moment let's, to, let's to talk on that. Actually, let's get, let's get Zach on here too. Zach, so, you know what? I'm sorry. I give you a lot of shit though. It's only because – I don't see you, and, uh, you know, I, I think my first reaction is to immediately just decimate you verbally, um, and it's just because it's like, I don't talk to you enough, and then when I talk to you, it's kind of like, I just want to give Zach so much shit to show my appreciation of how much of a piece of shit he really is. Fuck you, <laughs> I love you pretty boy cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that kid. Oh. You know, I miss too. I wish we had. I wish we had Desmond on this segment too. That'd been pretty cool. That would be cool if we had a fatal four way with the four of us. We'll try to do next time. Zach has a day like, off. You, know, you meet Desmond going back and forth, and Zach just saying small little puns like that from time to time. That'd be great. Oh, Desmond, Desmond and I debating for twenty minutes, and then and then at some point we're gonna talk about legends. He's gonna bring up Goldberg, and that's gonna oh great. Here we fucking go again. So it's, it's yeah. it'd be like that. It's like five, four, three, two, one. 
Goldberg. Da, 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 Thank you for summing that up. So uh, you're very welcome. I don't know. That was him imitating uh, Goldberg being brought up and Desmond ranting. But anyway, uh, so the big thing that happened was uh, the debuts that happened. There was like three big ones. Um, very big. There was Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, and Daniel Bryan. Uh, here's here's my opinion on all three, and here here, and here this is what I honestly think. Uh, first was Ruby Soho. I love that Ruby's there. I think it's gonna help the women's division, and they desperately need it. But a- as far as me as a fan, eh, it didn't it, it didn't strike a chord with me the way it did everybody else. I was just, it, I don't. I don't hate it, but I wasn't like, oh, my God, it's Ruby. I was just like, everybody, De- everybody, Desmond was like, it's Ruby fucking Soho. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I was the same way. I was like, um, okay. Um, I mean, all right. Well, the- I mean, it's it's a thing about the internet wrestling community, which I'm definitely part of. Everybody yeah. knows that. I'm the IWC champion over here on this side. But here's the thing why we loved Ruby so much, first and foremost. Um, Ruby Riot didn't get a fair shake when it came to WWE, and no. it's it's yeah, I know it's it's sour grapes, and I'm gonna say it, it's sour grapes. You know, it surely is. Um, but here's the caveat: um, the fact that we could sooner bring her in and do wonders with her character, and we definitely need an injection of star power into the women's division, someone that that could actually wrestle. And Vinny, I've I've been on record to say many times that the AW roster is pretty weak. Um, Britt Baker's finally firing all cylinders. Sheeta took a backseat because she held that title during COVID, which, I mean, I got to say, Sheeta did a great job during the pandemic. She held that title up and she tried to make women wrestling relevant with a whole bunch of green people. Yes. Um, in a in a thing, whatever. So, I mean, I remember two years ago when I first told you about this T-shirt company taking over and starting a new TV show that, you know, Britt Baker, you know, she's not there, but we could see something and eventually it's going to take full. Yeah, sure we enough, did. we see that Britt Baker. Uh, Chris Stanley is next in line to get that next push. Um, she's going to get next level here shortly. Um, you know, we got uh, Thunder Rosa, who's currently, um, she's great, but she's not up there yet. And she's going to be. This it, Like, with her, it's it's a matter of time. It's not about if she can, is she going to be great or is she not going to be great. She's there, but we just need a little bit more time with more people to play with. Because I think the women's division are kind of lacking. Like, people like Penelope Ford, she's improved, but she's not great. Um, you know, um, Red Velvet, she's good, but she's not great. Um, you know, so even Anna Jay or even uh, Ty Conte, they're good, they're good, but they're not great yet. They need good people. So when you said about Darby Allen, maybe he had a better, better wrestling match because of CM Punk, it's all about the dance partner. We've said that many times yeah. when it comes to WWE, when it comes to TNA, Impact, when it comes to AEW. It's all about your dance partner. And CM Punk, man, I mean... The fact that he's going to sit there and just go through the ranks and go through Like, imagine this. CM Punk versus Ricky Starks on a microphone. Now, he's going to go through Powerhouse Hobbs. He's going to go through, um, you know, Hook. You know, he's going to go through, um, you know, all these different people. And eventually, he's going to get his hands on Ricky Starks just because, right? And yeah. And then he's going to go through, you know, Brian Cage. Like, so he's gonna, we're going to have, like, all these different different feuds whatever so he's gonna make everybody greater and the thing is i remember you told me before it's like yeah you have all these great talents all these legends who you know are they gonna listen to him i think daniel bryan or brian danielson now we'll call him and then cm punk being there they're gonna have to sit up and actually get to his level because they're still huge stars they're living legends yes but the thing is they're not, they're not too old where they can't do things people have to like, remember i told you the analogy of cm punk if he was to come to AEW, what happened he goes like fuck you i'm not following your formula you guys have to come to my standards that's exactly what's happening right now so i predicted this months ago if cm punk was to come to aw those people have to come and elevate themselves to cm punk's level he's not coming he's not coming down to theirs 
better and now. You're right. Yeah, because like, well, why would he? He's the best in the world, or at least you know that's what the teacher says. Yeah. So the thing is, if that's the case, then anybody has to fade him. Like it has to be Chucky e. T. It has to be Sean Spears. It has to be Fuego that I mean Fuego. If it has to be the Butcher, does it have to be the Blade? Th two. Anybody who wants to step in a ring with CM Punk has to bring up to his level. They can't do that flippy dippy shit from like I do it from time to time. And you're gonna see a whole match of flippy dippy. They see him punks in the catching a fucking GTS from the top rope. Get the fuck out of here. Exactly. So, so I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, now we're in a whole new fucking thing, and like that match, it was good. I still think the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks was the greatest fucking single steel cage match ever. Um, what? Uh, you should not have said those words, Elvis Zelensky. And uh, and here we go, folks. Here we go. Here we go. I, I wasn't gonna say nothing. And one, two. Zach, what are you doing? Three. Penny, your thoughts on the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks? I want to hear this after what the fuck I had to hear. Oh, Hold my phone oh, oh, away from my Zach, ear. Zach, here, here, here's the thing. Vinny, he's very unbiased. Now he hates he hates the Young Bucks. It's so it's do I. We know this, but no, well that's fine. But the thing is, like Vinny, like myself, I can sit there and take my take myself away from the IWC and say if something sucks or it's not. But in my own personal opinion, Elvis Dolinsky on the Boochcast and saying is the best steel cage match that's ever taken place in the history of steel cage matches was Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks. In my own personal opinion. I didn't ask Vinny if he agreed or not. He doesn't have to. But in my personal opinion, I think the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bo the Young Bucks in that steel cage was by far the best steel cage match I've ever seen. If you could ch tell me a better one, I'll, I'll put them side by side and see what's true. Okay. Um, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, SummerSlam 94. Uh, Hogan King Kong Bundy, WrestleMania 2. I would go with... Uh, Hell, I would bring in cell matches. Um, there's tons of steel cage matches that I thought were better. And I didn't like this match because when I watched it, the only thing I enjoyed about the match was the fact that the Lucha Brothers walked out with the tag belts. That's the only thing I enjoyed. And I, it, it, to me, I felt like I was, I was, I didn't feel like I was watching a rest, a cage, a wrestling match at a pay-per-view. I felt like I was watching a Twitch stream and someone was playing the game on a 2K. Like the way that video, the way that match was structured and choreographed and executed was how I would play that if I was in a steel cage trying to win. There was no reason, there was no rhyme. Everything was done just for the hell of it. There was no psychology, no storytelling, and there were moves that were done for absolutely no reason other than to just hotshot. I, I genuinely, I have contempt and disdain for that cage match, except for the fact that the Lucha Brothers okay. walked out with the tag belts. And that's your own personal opinion. Exactly. You're more, you're more, the, you're, you're more the classical um, old school wrestling fan. The thing is, like, again, I have to give a shout out to Gator for this one because he was he's the one who first brought up the whole old school, new school mentality, and that's fine. Yeah. Listen, I watch a lot of wrestling. I watch those old, old, old cage matches, and to me, it was fun at the time. It surely was. So the King Kong Bunny one and everything else you're talking about, those are fun at the time. But I don't think I've ever like cage matches never really did anything for me. I'm not sure if it did for you. I think the first time I've seen the concept was kind of cool, like with the Undertaker, Mick Foley, obviously, Shawn Michaels versus the Undertaker was really fun. Um, but after that, though, they kind it kind of got um, diluted 
over Singh so many cage matches that didn't really mean anything. Like, obviously, Singh Triple H versus Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, um, uh, Mankind. And it doesn't have to be an Undertaker thing itself, It's you know, when it comes to cage matches. There have been plenty oh. other cage matches where they were great, but I just feel like the scope of... And I like the words that you said. It was like a 2K video game, and that's exactly what it was. It's almost like God and Jesus, you know, father and son, were hanging out for one night on a Sunday, and they're like, hey, um, instead of, like, running the world, do you want to just play um, uh, 2K AEW uh, 2021? And guys, and God's like, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, Jesus is like, so who do you want to be? And God's like, uh, I'm going to be the Lucha Brothers. <laughs> and Jesus is like, all right, I don't want to, guys. I'll be the Young Bucks, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny? So um, it would make sense for God and Jesus to have them in a cage match because, after all, the former champs are Christian AF. They are Christian AF. Yes, they are. <laughs> if you guys you watch Being the Elite, you guys get that reference. If you don't, that's okay. You can always go back. Exactly. Like, I, just think, I just think, in my personal opinion, the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks was the greatest tag team, or not even tag team, the greatest cage match ever. I'm pretty sure there's been plenty of like, that's said pretty close, but the, the way they utilize the ring, the psychology, you may not have seen it. I did. I saw psychology a plenty. Um, I thought it was beautifully well orchestrated. I think it was, it took so much out of me. I just didn't, I was like, how, how am I going to catch my breath by this one? Because that match was so good. But again, that's just, it's neither here or there. My opinion from what Vinny thinks is going to be completely different. And, yeah. and the thing is, like, I think I admire that about Vinny because he's like, no, well, I still hold that this cage match is still true. Um, true and higher in respect when it comes to it for me i saw it through a different pair of eyes so to me i thought it was the greatest cage match nothing wrong yeah nothing wrong with it it's just that um i just thought that um my show was better and i think my cage match was like the greatest one ever and it, to me in my opinion i think i said in the podcast many times i think that was the greatest pay-per-view ever you can never have a better pay-per-view than that yeah i know jim ross said he had wrestlemania 17 vibes from that he said in an interview that, that was that when stone cold won the championship that, that was austin and rock for the second time yeah. Oh, Austin Rock. Okay. It was Austin and the Rock, uh, number two, because the first one was fifteen, the second one was seventeen, then they had their final match at nineteen, as far as WrestleManias go. So that was their that was their big moment, because um, Austin won the Rumble and was going to WrestleMania. The Rock beat Kurt Angle at No Way Out, and that was when Austin turned heel at the end of it uh, and shook hands with Vince, and everybody talks about that. But I will say the other the one other debut that was, and this is the only one that shocked me. The rest, no, the re and it's the only one that made me go, holy shit, what the fuck? And that is, of course, Adam Cole, baby. Hey. Did not expect yeah, that. I was kind of thinking back to that, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching this, and it's like, you know it's all about the boom. And I'm like, what the? And I saw Adam Cole come out, and I went, what the fuck? Yeah, I did, too. Because I dropped. I did not see that coming. Nope. And it's hard to fool me. It is. And... I'm watching this. I, I see Adam Cole walking down the ring. I'm like, this is amazing. And I'm going to say this. Not since Matt Seidel had I been so excited for an AEW acquisition and had the wind completely taken out of my sails within, the, within a time period. <laughs> because I'm seeing this. There's a stare down. He then super kicks Jungle Boy. And I'm like, what in the ever-living fuck are they doing and i'm gonna make a bold controversial statement uh-oh i'm gonna piss off all the iwc when i say this uh-oh i think adam cole made a bad decision here oh, wait, wait, let, we let me call go my friends, my iwc iwc hey, um disregard Vinny's remarks he doesn't know what he's talking about but, i um, think that I, 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 I it pisses me off 
Now, I have heard that in WWE, they had an original plan to make Adam Cole Keith Lee's manager. If there is any truth to that, <laughs> that was a rumor. Now, That's if, true. if there is any truth to that, then I could see Adam Cole going to AEW. Because before that, I had heard that Vince McMahon thought very highly of Adam Cole. That he saw him so as a future star. Went, so highly, he wanted to make him a fucking manager for Keith Lee, who hasn't been relevant in WWE for well, quite some time. I don't know what I'm saying. You're absolutely right. Oh, I know, but what I'm saying is that at the time, before <laughs> this management, this is like months before when his contract was up for renewal and he had signed in a contract extension to put over Kyle O'Reilly, I was heard Vince loved Adam Cole, wanted to offer him uh, a multi-million dollar contract, and was going to bring him up that. to Raw or SmackDown. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was shocked that Adam Cole went there. But this is what bothers me. Adam Cole is A, a fucking star. B, has improved dramatically during his time in NXT because one thing Triple H said that he loved about the Undisputed Era was that they were coachable and willing to learn. Adam Cole did not go in there with the ego of, I'm Adam Cole, Bay Bay. He came in with, I'm Adam Cole, I know I can draw money, but if a veteran's going to give me advice, I'm going to listen. So he was coachable, he was willing to learn, he changed his style up and became the top guy in NXT. The man. The big, as they say, as we say in the business, the swinging dick motherfucker. <laughs> and you bring this man to all elite wrestling to play second fiddle to one of the worst world champions in modern wrestling. Are you fucking kidding me? First of all, well, anyone who wants to play second fiddle to Kenny Omega has no goals in life. Second of all, Kenny is running out of people that are credible to beat him, okay? Running out. There's literally, practically, no one left. He has run through every guy they've had in AEW. He's beaten some of the guys who've had no business going for championships. And as I mentioned before, they cut the hangman's balls off and put it in a jar in Kenny's EVP office. You've got nothing. Adam Cole was could have been the perfect guy to take down Kenny Omega. And instead, he wants to be in the elite. The elite. That was a, who? What the fuck were you thinking? That was the stupidest thing you could have done. You had an opportunity to make Adam Cole your number one guy, and yet you're putting him in the ring with a bunch of clowns because they're his <laughs> friends. Are you kidding me? Wow. And then... Wow. Here's how bad it got. When you thought it couldn't get any worse, he comes out on freaking Dynamite and talks down to Tony Schiavone. First of all, let me say this. If you're worried that your girlfriend is going to leave you for Tony Schiavone, you either, have you either have small confidence or a small dick if you think Tony Schiavone is going to steal your woman. That's insecurity on a whole other goddamn level, which is why that wasn't believable. Like, I'm, again, they bring in Adam Cole. Now, Adam Cole can talk, so he found his way out of that shit. And found a way to still make it work. But I, I think what they did to Adam Cole was disgusting. He deserves better than that. The only thing that saves this is the fact that after they're doing the whole celebration and the goodbye, good night, out comes Daniel Bryan. I know his name is Bryan Danielson, but it feels weird calling him Bryan Danielson. We're calling Daniel Bryan. So I'm just going to call him Daniel Bryan. I love that Daniel Bryan's in AEW. I, as much as I'm happy as I am, I hope he never comes back to WWE. I feel like he's done everything he can in WWE. I'm still, I'm still mad as fuck that he was inserted into the WrestleMania main event. I thought that was a stupid idea. It was a stupid idea from bad creative. And, and the reason they put him in there was one of the things he was saying was, this could be my last WrestleMania. Good, I hope it is. I hope the next time you go back, it's for a Hall of Fame induction. Other than that, see you later, cowboy. So, 
But now he comes in. He's facing Kenny Omega. It looks like they're going to fight for the title. I'm going to say this. Put the belt on Brian. Because who else? Who else? They won't put it on Punk. Adam Cole. They're scared to put it on Punk because he's such a top guy. He's too over. You can't put it on Adam Cole. He's dosy doing with Kenny. Unless Adam Cole has this plan where he's going to destroy the elite from within, which is the only logical explanation I could possibly think of. You fuck that shot. So you might as well let Brian take it. Because, I mean, again, what the, wow. the, the dumb I, I, I So I like the fact that Daniel Bryan's there. I thought that was great, but it didn't shock me because it was kind of a rumor. It was like CM Punk. When I saw it, I believed it. But I thought what they did with Adam Cole was disgusting. I was so disgusted. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way, pal. <clears throat> and I'll tell you why I feel sorry for you because it's all about long-time story building. Now, if you've been following, the, I tell you to watch Being the Elite all the time. I say, watch Being the Elite, watch Being the Elite, watch Being the Elite, okay? Now, those guys are buddies. You know, Adam Cole has been on every episode of Being the Elite, right? Well, yeah, because they put that intro thing with him in the bunny suit. Yeah, I know. He's always been there. They killed him on there. You know that, right? You yes. You know, they killed, they killed him on there. They, they poisoned his Yes, I Red saw Bull that. That was whatever, their way right? of writing him out because he so was going to. Well, here's the thing. If, you watch, if you've been watching again, Being the Elite again recently, the Young Bucks are like, hey, you fucking marks. Don't fucking tell, you know, um, Adam Cole that we fucking killed him in the first place because they, they had a seance to bring him back. Now, first of all, I feel bad. I feel really bad the fact that you feel horrible the way they did adam cole i think they did adam cole the right way because they brought him in he was a surprise and he's with the elite because those are his buddies and i think it's like adam cole's been caught on camera and i'm pretty sure he would have got a lot of trouble but they stuck up for him because they thought they, they wanted to keep him obviously because he's like he is i mean let's face it adam cole was nxt he was i think i went on record months ago saying that as much as i want to have adam call my show wwe needs Adam Cole there. Yeah. How many times have I said that before in the past? Oh, numerous I times. I love, I love Adam Cole. I'd love to have my show. But if you guys took him away from you guys, you guys would have nothing. You guys literally right now have fucking nothing. So Adam Cole showing up, whatever. Yeah, he he's joining elite. But how do you take away? How do you take away the power of a super elite faction like the EVPs and everybody else? Destruction from inside, baby. Because Adam Cole does not forget how he got kicked out. He doesn't, he doesn't forget when he was a Ring of Honor, how he got kicked out by Kenny Omega via Skype, sending instructions to the Young Bucks, and having Marty Skrull join his place. You think Adam Cole's going to forget something like that? Let me tell you something, pal. He's not. Adam. It's Adam Cole, baby. He can play dummy all, as long as he wants, but everybody knows it's Adam fucking Cole, man. He's not going to forget that shit. I he hope. will get his coming up because he'll play nice. He'll play whatever. You always see some shenanigans. Some things are going to fucking happen. And it will fucking happen. All right. So that was pretty good. And then you have Dale and Bryan coming out, which I think was fucking amazing. But here's the thing. Back to a couple weeks ago, and you and I talked about it earlier this week. Remember I told you about Hangman Adam Page uh, winning that championship and how it might be superseded um, with all these fresh returns for CM Punk having his first match and some other drawbacks? Yeah. And I just now found out. I'm not sure if you know about it now, but did you know Adam? Did you know that Hangman Adam Page had a kid? That's why he's off TV. What? Yeah. When did Hangman that happen? Page had a kid. He had a kid, man. He Tony. He asked for some time off from Tony Khan. Tony Tony Khan gave it to him. Did you know that? No. Where Where did you read this? It's well documented. If you watch, you know, if you follow superstars and follow follow dirt sheets, that's the reason he's been off of TV. Plans. Hangman Adam Page is currently not slated to have a match at the marquee pay per view. No reason for. A Adam Page was arguably one of the not being selected. Saying no reasons here. And Hangman just had a kid, dude. Hold on. 
Adam Page did. Adam, hold on, this is in June. Adam Page and his wife expecting their first child. Preparing to be a father. Page on Instagram this morning and announced that he and his wife Amanda expecting their first child together. He, God damn it. What? Every time I try to write, reason I'm on a dirt sheet, fucking ad blocker thing pops up. Can you please have a bunch of ads pop up on your computer so we can we can flood your computer with stupid shit? This is how we make our money. It's like find a better money making solution. Fucking pricks. Uh, hate certain dirt sheets. Recent I know, lockdown. I know. Uh, I know. A lawyer, you can contact is Stephen P. New. He will, <laughs> will sue them for putting those ad blockers yeah. on there. An outlaw mud show or two. So, um, have you found it? No, I, I, I know all about. I know about Stephen P. New. <laughs> no, I'm saying my hangman's kid. No, no, I found it here. Um, it says here, uh, Paige making the headlines. Last wrestler AEW's double or nothing this past weekend, where he was able to defeat Brian Cage. Paige is a former tag team champion during his time, and it says he's expecting his first child. When? Uh, it it just keeps saying expecting first child. Adam Page revealed he's going to be a father. Uh, is an American professional wrestler. Feud with Brian Cage. Hey, we got a baby on the way. We're excited, but mostly overjoyed. Uh, he married his wife in 2016. On June 21st, 2021, he announced they're expecting their first child back in June, uh, July, August, September. Well, well, if they announced it in June, that's three. What? Okay, that's three months ago. Yeah, but it takes about like a month or two for you to get your results back. So, I mean, when you get when you get pregnant, I'm not sure if you know this. I had a kid, so I know. Um, when you're in the early stages, the first month, you really don't know. And then you go to a doctor, then you get the scan and all that stuff. So about a month or two, sometimes even three months is when actually you get that stuff on there. And then you announce it and obviously have the baby shower and then like you have the kid, whatever. So he, yeah. he requested time off. He was due to get that championship when everybody thought he was. But it wasn't the Young Bucks or the EVPs who took it away. It was actually Hangman Page himself who wanted to be there for his kids, like, you know, being born. Yeah, and I and I can so, res- and I respect that completely. But my question is, there were only like three months. I mean, I mean, I'm saying this would have, it would have only been like three months. To, yeah, but isn't usually like, like what happened? But but the thing is, like this storyline's been brewing for a long time. So why would you sit there and have this long time story building? You've been doing it for the past year and a half, almost two years, to get him to the point, and then have him have a short title reign because he wants to spend time with his kid. That would make sense. I, well, I'm just saying what. I, I, AEW doesn't have an insane travel schedule, so he could he he would he would have time to spend with his kid. All he has to do is go to Dynamite, just make TV and pay per view. Not like they're doing house shows. Yeah, but if you're a parent, if you have the time, if you can get off time to not be on the road or doing your job and actually spend time with your wife and kid, because that's that's all. Like the the bond between having a new kid, even though the kid would never remember, because kids will remember shit until like they're like six, right, or before that, depending on how traumatic your childhood is. Um, you want to have every time you have on there, like the beginning stage, like, you know, uh, their first food, the first time they eat, the first time they take a bath, um, you know, changing diapers, getting kind of in a whole parent mode of doing things. Now, I think Hangman and Page is in a position where he can actually take time off, still get paid from his, obviously from his rights, from his TV shows or for his t-shirts and all these fun things that he does. But he's in a position where he can actually take time off because God knows when he does come back, He's going to have that treacherous fucking work schedule because he is going to be traveling. He's going to do a whole bunch of different stuff. So if I had a choice, if my job gave me the option says, hey, because you know, Tony Khan is pretty fucking awesome. I talked to him on a daily basis. Me and him are boys. Um, 
you know, he's really fair because he's, I mean, we all know the horror stories of Jake the Snake Roberts of not being there for his kid. Um, Ric Flair, obviously, God, I mean, he's a legend, but he's notorious known, he's notoriously known for not being there for his kids. And hearing all the horror stories, I mean, the people in AEW all have insurance. They have time off, and John Moxley has a little time off, and I think he's going to take some time off here shortly as well, too. So, you know, these guys have the option of, like, opting out and not working. Yeah. When it comes to family. And the thing is, like, in Vince's world, that's unheard of. Because the thing is, like, oh, yeah, you can take time off, but your position's lost because of what's going on. Hangman on Page, when he does come and return, which he will, it's going to be a big fucking deal. Like, you know what they say about those words, um, the heart grows fonder when someone's away. It holds true when it comes to Hangman and a page because he's so beloved by the fan base, by the fans of everybody who's doing this fucking business. I mean, when he comes back, it's going to be fucking stellar. I mean, so he can hang with Adam Cole. He can hang with Kenny Omega. He can hang with CM Punk. He can hang with Daniel Bryan. Because who doesn't want to see Daniel uh, um, Daniel Bryan versus Hangman and a page? That, I think it'd be a great fucking match, you know? Yeah. Um, Adam Cole, Bebe versus... I mean, all these dream matches, all these dream scenarios. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean. So, but yeah, but if I'm reading this correctly, if I'm reading this correctly, in June, they announced they were expecting. So that means in June, the baby wasn't born. They just announced, hey, my wife is pregnant. She's going to have a baby. Am I correct in that assumption? Yeah. Okay. Well, if I'm doing the math correctly, in n- nine months, it would be March. Yeah, but. So my question is, like- so here's my, hold on, hold on. Let, let me ask a question. Why couldn't he just take the title at all out, drop it at Revolution, and then go spend time with your kid? Bro, that, that would have been perfect. Yeah, but I don't know how long, how far along she was when they announced. They, she could have been a month, two, three months away, whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I can't speculate. I'll ask TK next time I talk to him. I yeah. Mean, I'll, I'll say, hey, you know, Vinny's got some questions about this whole debacle. I mean, it's not a yeah. situation. I'm like, TK, you know me. I don't give a shit, but, it's, you know, it's... It's my boss, Vinny Bucci. You know, that's some bitch. Um, he's got some questions regarding it. I just want to get yeah. your honest feedback on what's going on. And Tony will be like, oh, it's, it's family, bro. You know, I mean, we're a big family here. We all take care of each other. You know, the same WWE. Um, you know, I'll talk to TK and ask him about it, but I'm pretty sure they're a couple months along when it came to it. So um, that's what we're looking at. So Hangman and Page, I mean, you know, the fact you can sit there and do that with your schedule, because God knows, man, if I can sit there and been there, my fit, my kids' first couple, and you know, go to Lamas class and doing all these different things for, you know, because you gotta imagine these women who go through these, you know, having kids and everything. It's not easy. You gotta sit there. Your body changes and you're emotional. And I mean, women are emotional. I mean, you we all know women are kind of emotional when it comes to these situations. Their body changes, their mindsets, oh, not oh, yeah. correct, whatever. And then being by yourself and wrestle these ideas and like this insecurities amongst yourselves. I mean, like. Women could be their own worst fucking enemy. They could sit there and draw up plans and, you know, plan your demise when you're fucking gone. So, um, you know, being there for somebody, it's a mental health check and, you know, tell them that, hey, you look beautiful. You have a, I'm having a baby. I'm fucking fed as an orca. No, 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 you're not, baby. You look great. You know, I mean, everybody knows you. Yeah, you're huge, but you're not going to sit there. You're not going to sit there and say it. Right? Yeah, well, the thing and the thing is, is that and the thing is, is that obviously you're not going to say that because every guy knows that's the kiss of death. You know, you sign your own death warrant if you say that. But what women don't understand is, and and I'm, and I'm not saying, I mean by that, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean because of how emotional they are. That no, that even if you do get, even when you do get fatter or bigger when you're pregnant, no one's making fun of you for it because they know the reason you're pregnant is because a hum, you're fat is because a human being is inside you. That's going to happen. Yeah, but if you, you know, it's not like people are going, though, hey, look, it's a fat ass. No, that's a pregnant woman. 
But here's the thing: you're, you're using logic when you use when it's come to this. Exactly. Um, you need to, you, you need to take logic out of this situation because like logic and morality and everything you're thinking about goes out the window because they're not thinking logically. They're thinking like, you know, sometimes you're thinking about the the big picture, right? You know, having a kid, doing all this stuff, whatever, trying to be amazing for you know having this amazing kid and make sure it has like you know, ten toes, ten you know, ten fingers, all this different shit, whatever. But realistically, like they're thinking, like sometimes they're thinking in real time, like, oh, well, my friends think I'm fat, and you know, you know, like all 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 the insecurities that come with bearing a child and doing all these different things. I mean, it's, I mean, women torture themselves. I don't know why they do it though. Maybe they watch TV too much and like they go throw their own head. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I can't sit there and pick the brains of women because if I could, I'd be a millionaire. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, they do what they're supposed to do. Um, it's unfortunate sometimes I got to sit there and just really just beat the shit out of each other mentally and physically. And, you know, they always say all these mean things to each other. And they're always like the biggest critic. Like, same thing with me, with you, with you, me and you. I'm your biggest critic. I give you shit. And the thing is, like, I, I have no problem calling you out on a whole bunch of different shit. And here's the cool thing about you and me. You have no problem calling me out on bullshit. It's like, hey, Elvis, no, you're, you're kind of on some bullshit over here. Let me tell you why. <laughs> No love loss on it, but she's like, "Hey yeah. man, um, I don't think you did this respectfully. I think you could do it a lot better." Um, yeah, especially and... when it comes to the podcast, you're like, "Hey man, this podcast could have been a lot better," but no, you chose the easy right out, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I know, and it's like, and sometimes we'll have like the heated discussions and everything, and people don't. Re- a lot of people don't realize that once that podcast is wrapped up, it's like, "All right, bro, see you next time. Love you, buddy," and we're Bye-bye. done. Like it goes away that quickly. I remember, like I remember one time. You and Des did a show without me, and the two of you lit into each other. I it got so intense. I had to call both of you and go, "You guys okay?" And you're like, "You're like, dude, we're fine. What the fuck?" No, we were just fucking around. But the thing is, like, you know, sometimes you get in a heat of passion about certain things. And exactly. You just, you know, you kind of you grab shit from bullshit, and sometimes you, you know, us being friends, we tell each other personal things, and you know, we use it to our advantage sometimes because that's what asshole friends do. I mean. I love Desmond. I always have. I think he's a great dude. You know, he's a sent-up guy. I mean, everything he's doing with, you know, his kid and everything else and the whole situation. I mean, he's a stand-up stellar dude. Like, I give I give Desmond a fucking standing ovation. I and mean, that, that dude is hands down one of the most genuine good people I've met. I mean, he truly is. I mean, the thing that he does, I mean, he got fired from a job, did something else in the meantime to carry himself. And a lot of people, and here's the thing about Desmond. A lot of people in this situation will give up and, like, just walk away from certain situations. He stands up, dusts his feet off, and tries again and tries harder. And he's always pursuing different things. He's always trying to, like, make himself better. And that's what I respect about Desmond, man. That, that dude is, like, a, a stand-up fucking guy. And, you know, me and him don't always, like, go eye-to-eye on certain things. We don't. I wish we did. You know, he's just, he's a stellar dude. But the thing is, like, you know, if me and him just agreed on everything, life would suck. It really would. It really would. Like the, it's just that the debates bring con- the debates are fine, just just as long as no insults get thrown out. <laughs> that's oh, the, that's no, the key no, no. thing. Desmond, Desmond and I have a great respect because, like, I don't think we've ever me and Desmond never crossed that line before. I don't, um, yeah, I don't think I you think have. We know. I think we both know our limits back and forth. I don't think we've ever stepped. We even come. I don't think me and him have ever come close to stepping on those lines. Um, if you did, it was I once a long time Zach, ago. Me and Zach, me and Zach have a couple times. <laughs> um, what me? Never. Yeah. I'm innocent on Never. everything in life. But uh, Vinny, I mean, like, I think, I mean, with you and I, with you and me, whatever, I don't think, like, here's the thing. A lot of people have borders and edges. You and I, I don't think there's a, a border 
or an edge that I could cross to really make you pissed off. That's weird because I've been friends with you for over 10 plus years. I think I've said everything that I could possibly can to make you mad or upset. Because that's what I do with my friends. I, I kind of sit there and jab them a little bit, you know, to kind of see where, where they're edges are at though and see where it is yeah the cool thing about you is i never have to pull my punches dude because there's nothing i could say to get you so mad you don't want to talk to me the only thing you get mad at me about is when i don't do my shows and i get that that's but that's a whole that's different business. thing it's like that it's is, like motherfucker where's my recap it's like where's my recap i'm like fuck you you piece of shit no, um <laughs> i mean but the thing is like other than doing the shows whatever on a constant basis because you know you're a constant professional um other than that though I don't think there's a subject we could talk about that really gets on, you know, like that we kind of get back and forth. Um, not really. I mean, no. I mean, and he, I mean, yeah, I mean, not at least not to a point where we're like mad at each other. Or I think uh, except except one except there have been a couple times where here's why you never here's why we never cross that line. Because when you see when we whenever I get to a point where I'm just about to fucking just yell and scream and lose my goddamn mind, you suddenly start laughing and going, I love this. And I think that's what brings it down. Like, I find out that you're you're when I find out that you're intentionally trying to piss me off. That's why it never happens. Like, because you'll say you'll say outlandish things, whether you mean them or not. You're just like, you know, you know, Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler in the world. No, he fucking isn't. You're just like, I love. I can make you mad. I just get like the Young Bucks, the best tag team in the world. You're full of shit. I just fucking go. And then you just start laughing and going, you know, Vinny, I just love to piss you off. And I'm like, God damn it, Elvis. <laughs> and it's the funniest thing because you get so bent out of shape. I and do. Like, to me, you do on several me, things. It's like, it's like for me, like, I'm not sure why. I don't think you know why I, I do the podcast because obviously I don't get paid shit. I actually I get paid nothing. <laughs> I get paid a ramen noodle, so that's for Zach to eat for later. Yes. Uh, um, <laughs> but one of the reasons I do this show with you is because – Sometimes you get so pissed off and you get in some tangent. I sit back, I'm like, I'm gonna hear this whole thing play out. What the fuck happened? And then I'll listen to the episode many, many times. So you think like a whole bunch of new subscribers are listening to it, but it's like, it, no, it's just Elvis listening to the same bit over and over again because Vinny gets on his, his little pennies in a bunch. And I'm like, this is why I do the podcast. I'll need money for this. This is the best fucking thing ever. Exactly. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we can talk about AW all day, but I know there's a there's, of course, a, let's do it right now. <laughs> there's a topic that I know Zach wants to do, and he's been he's been surprisingly quiet. I'm impressed. Uh, he has been very quiet, Zach. Are you still there? Is he still alive? Um, I'm checking the pulse. He's there. He's there. Don't you fucking snore again? I'll stab you. Don't you fucking snore again? Too fucking story again. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, and by the way, Zach's, Zach has since apologized for that. We're all on good terms on that. But Zach, I, I, I never had a problem with him. I, I told him, <laughs> I told him my conditions in order for us to be cool again. He knows that. Zach, what, what are my conditions for us to be cool again? No more drinking Zach? at your house. What's that? Just don't overdo it. Pace yourself. Just, no. Why don't you tell me exactly what I told you? I told you that we'll be cool again as long as you come over to my house again or we go to a bar or something and don't act like a fucking idiot. Or just like you know, don't fall asleep in my house. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, you can do that. I'm fine. That's all it is. I, I don't give a shit. Listen, man, what you did is fucking insane. First of all, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna put a little PSA out there for all my friends out there, for the people who drink, smoke, or whatever. Listen, I don't give a shit if you smoke or drink. I don't care if you do acid or do meth. Dude, I don't give a fuck what you do. But if I put time aside to hang out with you and you fall asleep like some kind of heroin addict at my fucking house. I'm going to be kind of pissed off because especially if I haven't seen in a long time. So I was a little bitter at first, but I was like, you know what though, Zach, I give him a million and one chances to do better. 
You know what though? He's still my friend. So next time we hang out, as long as you just get drunk, I don't give a fuck if you, if you get drunk from just passing out, I'll be fine. So, um, that's it. You know, All right. just stay up a whole fucking night of us drinking, we'll be fine. Alrighty. So Zach, um, we'll let you talk about this next topic that we have here. This is something apparently you really wanted to get into. Oh, Big E cashes in last night. Elvis, your thoughts? I thought it was fucking wonderful. Thank God we finally have a face champion. Can't have two heels. Wait, Roman Reigns is a fucking heel? Apparently, yeah. I could not tell. Oh, that's right. I like heels. Never mind. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, um, to me, he's my hero. So, um, no, man, I could not be happier with the decision to put the belt on Biggie, man. Like, that guy deserved it for such a long time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that Kofi, I'm glad that, you know, what's his name? Um, MVP brought it up. He's like, you know, from all the people, I didn't think Kofi would get the first one, but she did, but he did. How the fuck are you not champion? I think his antics in the past couple weeks, kind of like almost like a crazy Joker kind of personality with like him crazy laughing meticulously at uh, Lashley and Orton or whatever. Um, I mean, the setup for him to be in the main picture. And like and the thing is, he announced it. Walks into the dressing room. Ha ha. Listen, nah, don't, don't worry about it, bro. Um, I'm just going to come in here and I'm going to, let's just say he laid some pipe down. And he did. <laughs> I think Money Night Raw needed because... With all the surprises happening on AEW, with Monday Night Football going against Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw could not lose those ratings. Did you know last like um last week, AEW won the key demographic against Monday Night Raw last week? Did you hear about that? Yeah, I, I heard about that, but I you you know me. Yeah, I, but you didn't really give a fuck, did you? I, I'm not a fan of I hear when I hear key demo, I'm just like, ah, show me the overall list. That's what I want to see. Well, the thing is like we all, you, you know what the key demo works like. I mean, you understand it, right? You understand the principle of what that is, yeah? Yes, I do. I, I know. We, we, we've done, we've, we, we brought it up. We've had the discussion before during the AEW NXT thing. And that's okay. Like, and I know, I know it's a shitty kind of little like nudge or whatever you want to call it when it comes to these kind of scenarios, but the, it's just the fact that they want it. So here's the thing advertisers are looking at this as well, too. Also, you know who else is looking at this? investors stockholders and eventually i mean our company's gonna build up so they need to do something different so remember on money Night Raw, we're supposed to have a tag match between lashley and mvp versus the um, rk bro but they switched it around to make biggie your champion and why is that because the iwc don't get me wrong regular wrestling fans love biggie too right yeah but the iwc love new day and they love biggie so for the first time in a long time WWE listen to the IWC question mark? What, what do you feel about that? Like, WWE actually listened and they had to give in to the IWC for the first time in, I mean, fucking forever since Daniel Bryan, yeah? I mean, they gave Big E the contract. So I honestly felt that there was going to be a time where he held the championship. Apparently, the original plan was for him to cash in the night of the WWE draft, which is set to take place... October 1st and 4th. So originally he was going to get it, but they decided to... I think that because of what went down with AEW, all the big shock and surprise, they moved it up. That's that's what I think. But they were going to put that belt on Big E eventually. I think it just sped up the process. So it's not about... They listened to the IWC when they gave him the contract to begin with and when they let him beat Baron Corbin to keep the contract. Like, I honestly thought... I thought he was cashing in at SummerSlam. And I thought that would have been the perfect time to do it. Because you could have had, like, MVP interfere, cause some kind of disqualification, 
That way Goldberg wins via DQ, and he just decimates Bobby, decimates MVP. Lashley's laying prone in the ring. Big E casting the contract and wins. But obviously that didn't happen because they decided to go a different route, plus Goldberg injured, his, injured, injured himself in the match. Um, and what went down went down. But now what's even great about this is that uh, the big question I have is, who's big, is Big E going to like give Bobby Lashley a rematch at Extreme Rules? Um, and here's, here's what I think was going to happen, and this is just me speculating and speaking out loud, so excuse me for one second. I think that Lashley will get his pay-per-view rematch in the next two weeks, which is obvious. Yeah. Um, Randy Orton lost his shot, so it's done. So he's going to go back to the tag team. And then what's going to happen is I think that Biggie's going to have this huge match with Bobby Lashley, which is going to be interrupted by Goldberg coming back because obviously, you know, they heard Goldberg's son and everybody knows you don't fuck with a man's son or daughter or wife or a man's family for that matter. So what's going to happen is Goldberg's going to fuck over Lashley. Yeah. And he's going to he's going to distract Lashley from the world championship and say, hey, motherfucker, fuck my kid. I'm going to fuck you up. That's yeah. exactly what's going to happen, which is going to leave Big E to actually have a plethora of new challenges. And let's see if uh, Big, I, I'll tell you what, though, Big E winning a championship makes me want to watch Money Night Raw now. And it's kind of hard to say because I didn't want to watch it before. The only time I watched Raw before was because of RK Bro. I know you wouldn't like to hear that. I, that's fine. That's your own opinion. I like Matt Riddle. I like Orton together. I think they're great. Um, but also, I used to watch because of Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. And when Bray Wyatt, without being there, the only reason for me to watch was RK-Bro. Um, and then now I have a champion and Big E, who's our world champion. And guess what, though? Come Monday, I don't give a fuck what football game's going on. I'm watching just to make sure he's on there. Yeah. And I think what's going to lead to is I think Goldberg is going to face... Lashley at Crown Jewel, and since there's no title involved, I think Goldberg's going to go over in Saudi Arabia. That's what I think's going to happen. I think so too, and you're you're not losing anything from that whole aspect either. So yeah, I mean, I think if WWE does not get its own way, which let's let's face it, they get in their own fucking way all the fucking time. Yeah, um, it could be something else. Zach, how do you feel about this? You proposed a question. How do you feel about the whole situation, friend? Uh, I agree with Vinny. Most likely, agree with all y'all, both of you, but Vinny makes. Some of the you time. Care to elaborate? Go ahead. Talk, talk man. Uh, good decision time, on uh, Biggie cash, uh, cashing in. I was tired of Lashley having a belt. Like I said, we finally have a face champion. But what Vinny just said makes legit sense. Oh. I thought on that. <laughs> All right. So uh, do we have any other wrestling? You guys want to get into more wrestling news? Or do you want to move on to other topics? Non-wrestling. Let's do... Uh... One more wrestling news, I guess. Okay. Uh, here's one. Uh, we'll bring this up. Uh, apparently, uh, we'll, we'll go back to CM Punk for a second. Uh, I know Elvis has mentioned before about, and a lot of people know this, CM Punk is on the show Heels on Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, his character on Heels is an homage to Tracy Smothers, uh, which is interesting uh, right here. So we got... CM Punk says that his Ricky Rabies character on Heels is in honor of Tracy Smothers. Heels airs on Stars. Its debut episode premiered on August 15th, just before Punk's big AEW debut. The show stars Stephen Amell, who plays the role of Heel Jack Spade. Alexander Lugwood plays the role of Spade's brother Ace, who's the babyface. And Punk also played a heel wrestler on the show, taking on the role of Ricky Rabies. During an interview with Sports Kita, CM Punk revealed that Rabies is an homage to the late Tracy Smothers. He says, 
Ricky Rabies is Tracy Smothers, you know, and we lost Tracy a couple years ago. And he was the first name I ever wrestled, maybe. I wrestled Tracy Smothers in a barn in southern Indiana in 1999 or 2000, something like that. And he just walked up to me. He's like, hey, man, I've seen you work. You're good. Listen, uh, I can't remember shit, you know. Is it okay if we just go out there and do it? I can't memorize this and that. We can talk about it, but I'll just forget it. Smothers passed away on October 28th, 2020. He was 58 years old. He had been battling cancer and heart issues. Who the hell sucks, is Tracy man. Smothers? That sucks, Ben. Because uh, have you have you have you guys been watching the show at all? Uh, no, I'm so far behind on shows. I I don't have stars, so I haven't seen it. I gotta say, I love this show. Um, it's so fucking good. Uh, Ricky Rabies is a great con- it's a great character. It's kind of tragic and sad at the same time. Um, uh, he say he took himself after who? Which wrestler? Uh, Tracy Smothers is who Rick, his character Ricky Rabies is based on Tracy Smothers. I have no idea who, who Tracy Smothers are. Do you know who he is? Was he any part of any uh, organization that we know? He was in WCW, Smoky Mountain, WWE, ECW. He is literally a legend in the business. It is. Let's let's put it this way. Him. There's a lot of wrestling purists who are going to shit on both you and Zach for not knowing who he is. I'm not judging, but they definitely will. Just so you know. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know There's some wrestlers what. who I don't know. What here, are they going to do? This. Wow. Here's, here's what I say about this. I'm going to say this. I don't know what I don't know. I know a lot about wrestling when it comes to it, though, but I'm sorry, but uh, that person, he might be a legend or whatever, but to me, he was unknown. So it's not taking anything away from him. There's a lot of wrestlers I don't know about, guys. I know you guys look at me as this all-knowing person of everything wrestling. I don't. I wish I I could have the encyclopedia Wikipedia page that's inside Vinny's fucking mind right now, but... um, I wish I could sit there and tell you that I knew about the guy, but again, I'm not going to lie to the fans and exactly. lie to and say I know who this person was. I never, I would never do that. I know the name, but I don't know too much about his career. I just know the name, Tracy Smothers. Yeah. So all those wrestling peers out there, I'm glad that you guys are encourageable and you guys know about things that I don't know about wrestling. I I know a lot about wrestling. I'd like to believe I know a lot, but there's a lot of knowings that I don't know about, and certain characters that happened in the past. If you're a big stars or mid star whatever i might have known you but if you weren't if you were jobbers or you were in and out of the ring whatever i'm sorry i'm not gonna remember your names um one of the jobbers i know for sure was barry horowitz one of my favorites the brooklyn brawler he was awesome but um there's a lot of jobbers you don't really know their names i mean when you watch main event there's a lot of jobbers you don't know what's going on so um but i'm not gonna pretend like i know who they are but uh ricky rabies great character um it's kind of a sad truth when you watch it and if you guys haven't watched Heels, it's a great fucking show. Um, I just the storytelling, man. It's kind of like it's kind of like Friday Night Lights meets wrestling. It's fucking weird, <laughs> and, it's based, and it's based here in Georgia. I swear to God, it feels like a Friday Night Lights on fucking TV. And it's about wrestling, and it's, and it's based it's in a, and it's based in Georgia. Yeah, Duffy, Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Like, is that where they film it, or is that just the setting for the show? Well, I mean, it's got the GFW, so it's like the um, the Duffy World Championship or something, okay. DWF or something. They got the competitors, you know, like Florida, and they have a lot of stuff from like um, TNA, even though it's not TNA, but it's a TNA promotion going against the, you know, because Duffy is based in Georgia, so it's like Georgia versus Florida, and Florida has the impact, but it's not called impact, it's called something else on the show, but you can see it's got like... Um, Sinister Minister or um, 
It's got a whole bunch of different people. I think Punishment, Punishment Martinez or what do they call him now? Damian Priest was on there. Yeah. Um, they show clips of it from back in the day. So there's a lot of different stuff on there. Um, but it's a good show. Um, great characters. Uh, Stephen Mel, which I think he's fucking fantastic. I mean, um, I haven't got into the Arrow series like you guys did. Um, but uh, I think he's fantastic. I think he was great at wrestling. Um, CM Punk, he plays a character that's like a... A raccoon it's weird he plays like to the white trash aesthetic yeah he does it to the, to the he, he, but he does it to the nth level but the thing is like here's the thing that's his character but it's also his reality which is kind of fucked up and when you see it backstage it's like shit it's not just like a a gimmick it's like fucking real life it's fucking weird it's like you know you have Stephen mel who plays a character you know he's the main heel and then um, his brother, who's younger brother, is supposed to be the main face. And, uh, I mean, the story that these guys tell, like, when the first couple episodes... It's like, you, have you ever watched Friday Night Lights? Like, the first episode? I have... N- I've never seen Friday Night Lights. I'll tell you what, though. If you watch Friday Night Lights, I, I dare you to watch just the first episode and step away from the episode. Just watch the first fucking episode and say, you know what? I'm not going to watch this again. I bet you can't. It's like taking crack for the first time. I got, I got to have some more, you know. Um, that's 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 Friday Night Lights. If you watch the first episode of Friday Night Lights, and people who watch it before they understand, if you've never heard it or never seen it, dude, it's a show hole. Once you watch the first episode, you want more. You just like if you start right now. It's now eight ten p.m. on uh, September fourteenth. If you watch the program right now, tomorrow you're gonna be tired as fuck because you know what though? You watch the first fucking season of Friday Night Lights. It's that fucking good. All right. Well, I'll definitely, um, definitely look into that. And um, like I said, it was, you know, it, I like the fact that CM Punk is paying homage to legends and stuff. I like when he says stuff, when, when I hear guys say stuff like that, because it shows, okay, they, they have respect for the business. Because sometimes I worry about, there's some modern wrestlers that I, some I believe that do and others I believe that don't. So I'm glad there's a guy like CM Punk who's at the top of the level that respects the legends of yesteryear. It's good to well, see I mean, that. Like, well, think about it this way. That's, like, that, like uh, for instance, we talked about the Darby Allen versus CM Punk match. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? What, what did I tell the fans about that match? What was the homage to the first portion of it? Yeah, I remember. remember? Yeah, Bret Hart and 1-2-3-Kid. Bret Hart and 1-2-3-Kid. So it's all about paying homage to the people before you, man. I mean, wrestling is, I mean, what, what, what would wrestling be without paying homage to the people who laid a foundation before you? You know, um, musicians do it all the time. Football players do it all the time, you know? So, I mean... It, that, that business is nothing without the people who laid the groundwork, who are the pathfinders, the one who are leading the path. I mean, before it was a path, it was a fucking wilderness. They used their own hands, their own machetes, their own knives to get through that fucking treacherous fucking thing, whatever. So you got to have respect. You got to pay homage to the people before you. Otherwise, if you forget about history, man, it's going to forget about you. I mean, if you follow history enough, you can teach you about the, all the errors of human ways and war and politics and everything else. But if you don't look into that shit, it's just going to fucking drag you down, man. It's just the way of life. May that be a life lesson to you, Zach. You hear me? Yeah. That is just a fact of life. <laughs> fact of life. <laughs> you still there? Yeah, He's I'm still, still here. here. Okay, it's, it's time to talk about something serious here, folks. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, shit. Mr. Vinibucci, all seriousness, disclaimer. The following views and, and opinions that are about to be expressed belong solely to Zachary Scott, the Broke Souls Ginger, and do not reflect the views of the Boochcast, its co-hosts, or its affiliates. President Biden, you're a fucking piece of shit. Let you know. Oh, you know what, though? Stop. Stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. First and foremost, okay, 
I'm not going to go on, on a political spectrum on this one, but why? Why are you bringing it up right now? What's going on? What's on your mind? Uh, because he's basically getting letting the terrorists take over our country that we rightfully have uh, lucked out for for 20 years, and when he and 13 of our guys get killed, and when they're taking the bodies off the plane, he was looking at his fucking watch the whole time. They tried to impeach the last guy, but why can't we impeach this guy? Oh, wait, the Democrats are taking over, and they're fucking everything up. All right, first and foremost, I'm going to stop you right there because you're a stupid, ignorant piece of shit, first and foremost. Uh, I am Second of all, let me, let me tell you something right now. This is not Trump's fight. This is not Biden's fight. This is not Obama's fucking fight either. Okay, let me bring it back to Bush years. So, yeah, I'm bringing it back to the Bush League. We had no rights to be in that fucking country in the first place, first and foremost. It cost us, the taxpayers, an exorbitant amount of money to go in there and not even come out successfully. He pulled a soldier out because it was the right thing to fucking do. We've been paying for that fucking war for 20 fucking years because of a false flag because we had some buildings come down and supposedly they had, uh, uh, what, what, what did Bush call it? Fucking weapons of mass destruction? Where the fuck are they then? Present to me the weapons of mass destruction. Why give it back to the terrorist? We're, no, fuck you, man. There was nothing. We went out there, we invaded for oil and some other bullshit. And we paid for it hand and foot. You know what, though? Those gas prices, they went, out over, they went up over fucking night. Our production for everything going on has been going out, going up. Our production for food, cost of living, everything else has gone up because guess what to pay for that shit? We're paying for a war that's across the seas, and we're paying for it here at home. There's no production being made in America. There's no cars. There's no plastics. Everything else is being outsourced to the uh, uh, bigger thing, whatever. No, so don't tell me about our president being a piece of shit. Listen, I didn't vote for the guy. Okay, I didn't. But don't blame him for pulling out. We should have pulled out a long time ago. And the thing is, that was inevitable. Inevitable. It should have happened a long time ago. It should have happened during Obama's watch. It should have happened during Trump's watch. But it didn't. We should have, because we're paying for it. How do you think those soldiers live over across the seas? You think they just sit there because the government's like, hey, we took over your land for a bit so they can live, they can live free and eat all the food and what? No, it costs money for each fucking soldier. And you know what, though? By the time they leave basic training, those ranks go up and the cost of living goes higher. And they have to get paid. How do they get paid, Zach? Do you know how? You? From our fucking tax money. Exactly, bro. So, like, that was a 20-part deal that we got fucked over where arms dealers across the world made tons of fucking money. Lockheed Martin, all these different places made tons of fucking money. So don't don't say something ignorant like saying, like, our fucking president's a piece of shit because of 13 people. No, 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 no. We had a lot of people who died on those days to secure that land and everything else. We should never went there in the first place. And we finally pulled out and people are pissed off? No. Bring those soldiers back home. Have them come back to their parents. Have them come back to their kids, to their moms and dads, their brothers and their sisters and their uncles and aunts. Bring them back home. It's about fucking time. That should have been done four years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. It should never even been there ten years ago. But you know what? We fought for freedom. But do we teach a democracy? Is there any democracy right now? We spent trillions. Look it up. Trillions of dollars. And nothing was gained from it. Americans, Zach, you got fucked in the ass. Hey, Vinny, you wearing lipstick? You got fucked in the ass. I'm wearing lipstick. I got fucked in the mouth because we had no decision of this shit. We just got fucked. Wait, 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 wait. How did we get fucked in the ass and you got fucked in the mouth? I don't know. I just. <laughs> Let's say, wait a minute. Ass. What? <laughs> I was wearing lipstick. You weren't. So, you know, whatever. Okay. I'm just saying, like, you know, this whole thing, whatever. It's like, you know, we should have been in the first place and it, it got passed on from like president to president to president. And then the last one is like, it's like hot potato, hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. Who's the last one with a potato? Oh, I got it. Well, I don't want this shit. 
Okay, cool. We'll just send us the troops back home. Oh, you're a fucking un-American. Well, fuck you. Why were we there in the first place? Why don't you answer that? There are older like Biden. He's a fucking robot. He's got the personality of a fucking fax machine. He's dumb as fuck. But still, he did the right fucking thing. That took balls to do that shit. Because Obama couldn't do it. Trump couldn't do it. And he's supposed to be the president who was edgy and was saying cool shit and everything else. Why, why didn't the fuck he pull out? Because he's got rich fucking friends on the other side. Sorry, I didn't go to rant. You guys fucking triggered me, you piece of shit. What do you mean, you guys? I didn't. Zach was the one talking. Why, I didn't trigger and shit. This is this and this and this is why Vinny likes doing a podcast right here. What are you talking? What? No, I say you like doing a podcast. You like to get me triggered, so I get oh, it. Oh, I like to get you triggered, dude. Like the same way I like I like doing a podcast because I get I get you triggered. Well, yeah. Well, happens. sometimes you go on rants and they're fucking amazing. I've literally seen. That's why I like to bring in some of these topics from time to time because I like to see you just rip things apart because it's fucking funny as hell i've seen you do it i was not expecting that but damn i'm sorry the thing is like i might sound as anti-political or i might sound like anti-american when i say this stuff whatever but the thing is like i think it's the most patriotic and right thing to say some people might take it the wrong way and i get it though you guys come at me and tell me i'm un uneducated or don't have lots going on upside whatever but i have my political beliefs it could be it could very much differ from what you're going on too but the thing is like you know this whole thing there should not have been taking place we're not the world police we should never been we should never been let's yeah. let's focus on home let's get our infrastructure done what about our train stations have you looked at train stations in europe or japan they're super sonic they're super fucking fast their highways fucking great we're still living in a fucking primitive age i'm not sure why american things are the greatest country in the world when our fucking like way of living is so like our way of living when it comes to freedom when it comes to having houses it's fucking huge and grand when it comes to our infrastructure, when it comes to our buildings, when it comes to our transportation, it's fucking like we're the Amish compared to everybody else, man. You you know this, right? You've seen this shit, right? Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with I'm not disagreeing with you. Zach, have you heard me? Not listening right now. <laughs> He's... Why? Were you, well, wait, you propose this, right? You you start off and saying our piece of shit, fucking Biden, and then you stop. I know I went on a rant. I'm sorry, but at the same time, like. Why don't you defend like? Why don't you defend what you're talking about? Because like you are all about saying fuck Biden, but why fuck Biden? You have He's to not like, do anything nasty. about it, Elvis. Listen for a second. Maybe we should have been over there in the first place, but we should not let our let the Taliban, who are fucking terrorists, okay, terrorists, let him have all our gear and everything else. That's basically what they're gonna do with it next. Have all our gear. Is it, they're gonna probably go to another attack one of our fucking bases. That's why he's a coward because he's not doing anything about it. And if Trump was in office, God forbid, what I'm about to say, Afghanistan would be a flat piece of land. He would have done something about it. Bush, probably. Obama, fuck no. But Dude. Biden, come on. I, I didn't think this would be a political show, but that's it just the shows only the political thing I'm going to say. I've been wanting to talk <laughs> about this ignorance. for a long time. Vinny knows I've wanted to for a while. And it was that was why I said like I and I know El Elvis is not a very political person. That's why I was that's why I was going to say originally. We do a show and then we do a show, but you wanted the three of us in here, so I was like, I do a show for a while. And that's what I was saying. What he wants to say, I don't care. Zach, you can write a book of things you don't know. Uh huh. And no more than you think my, I do. You know, and my thing was like his thing, like the weapons of mass destruction. I'm 100 percent with you on that. They could have find it. I agree. That's the thing. My my thing was this: was that I was okay with everything. It, it wasn't until I it wasn't until Iraq became an issue that things started to turn a corner. 
because before that, you know, they were they were they were looking for Bin Laden. They were going after him. So I understood why we went into that country. But then he was somewhere else, and for some reason, presidents didn't want to go after him or whatever. Then they finally killed him and all that. That should have ended it right there. Like once Bin Laden was captured, it's like okay, we should bring everybody home. Then Obama's like, I'm gonna stop both wars. Pulls everybody out of Iraq. Sends them into Afghanistan. Then, then I remember, and then from what I've read, and again, this is what I've read, so I don't know all the answers. I'm not fucking sitting in the meetings. But I know that Trump had a long-term plan, kind of like how we talk about with AEW, like how they have like a long, slow burn, like storytelling. And I know it's a weird comparison, but it's the best one I can make, is that they were he was planning to get, bring everybody home. Now, whether he was going to or not, we'll never know because he only had four years. But he had a plan, apparently, to get everybody out of there. And apparently, Biden hotshot the plan, brought everybody back, but then, A, left some people there, left a lot of military weapons there that the enemy could now have access to, and the enemy basically ended up retaking over the place. And the reason people are upset about the 13 that died, even though there are thousands of soldiers that died in, a, in, in the whole thing, here's the comparison. The, the thousands that have died over the last 20 years, that was in war. Regardless of how you feel about the war for it, against it, shouldn't have happened, whatever. The point is, those were all soldiers who died in war. The 13 that died, died because of Biden hot-shotting, not having a full plan when he did it, and as a result, a clusterfuck took place. That's my issue on it, was I'm all for bringing the troops back home, but there was a better, more organized way to do it, but unfortunately, Biden is not a person that is well-organized because he can't even remember what he had for fucking breakfast. And he has a vice president who is perfectly okay with innocent people getting killed anyway. But I'm not going to get into that today. But anyway, that's no, how I feel about I agree, it. I, no, I, I, I agree to that concept. I don't think Kamala is a great person. I think the way she rose to power in the judicial system is very facetious. I think it's very skeptical. I think people should look more into... Kamala and all of the way she did things as um, district attorney and a whole bunch of different things. I don't think it's great when it comes to it, though. I, I hear you, but I think it was time to bring those boys home. And uh, I know it sounds un-American when it sounds Swift, though, and uh, we left a whole bunch of things back there. Listen, I know. I get it, though. I, you know, those tanks, those ammunitions that were left behind, I, I paid for it. I did with my taxes or something else. It was paid for. I paid for it. But it was time for us to go. I mean, what was the point of us being there? I mean, what? We were protecting people for a long time. They had plenty of time to, to you know, we we kept them safe for as long as we can. You could only do it for a certain amount of time. But again, we're not the world police. We were once a strong nation. We were once the number one supernatural power. I, I'm going to call it supernatural because America. Listen, my parents are from Romania. Okay, I they grew up in a communist country. America was a sought after place. This place was the milk and honey for foreigners, from Germans, from the Holocaust, from the Romanians, from the Polacks. I mean, from the Russians, from the Slovakians, from the che from the Czechs, people who are being persecuted. America was this golden land of opportunity where you can make yourself anew, and it was. But those times have changed. I know we think we're a first world nation and we're the best nation in the world, but we're not. Look at our education system; it sucks. Generations are getting dumber by every generation. You know, our our, our technology our technology our technology leap has has dwindled when it comes to science. When it comes to technology, yeah, we have fucking computers and we have iPhones in our hands and we can sit there and play games and do FaceTime and do all these great things. But America has not been what it was a long time ago. 
We were a strong nation built on the laborers of foreigners for greater lands. Everybody got complacent. And not only that, though, the political ba battlefield of the way they're fucking American people over are dwelling in their fucking dreams. Because the corporations, I'm sorry, but they have stake into the Congress. They have stake into the White House. They're looking out for the best benefits for us. They're against us. I know it's a conspiracy theory. I have my, I have my tinfoil hat on. I get it. But they've never been for us. They've always been against us. I'm not sure why people are so caught up on the left and the right and everything else, but long story is we're all fucked. This is not the America I grew up on. I grew up in the 80s. Com you know, capitalism. America was the greatest. I watched Rocky. You know, Rocky, you know, an Italian stallion versus the fucking iron fucking, you know, Russian, Russian you know? You know, so you have all these different people. Like, you, we grew up with those mentalities, like, you know, America's the greatest country in the world, but then everybody else is fucking laughing at us. The whole world's laughing at us. The way we handle things, the way we're handling the pandemic, the way we're handling um, political stuff, our mentality. Like, we're, I mean, have you looked outside the world? The world's laughing at us. Oh, oh I totally know that. Yeah. I know yeah. for a fact they're laughing at us from, and it's from everything, from the way we've, even, even whether it's the behavior, uh, whether it's how we handled. The Afghan thing, the way Biden handled Afghanistan, from the way uh, people behave at the Olympics to, you know, to everything. Like, we're literally, yeah. every, it's like, yeah, it's we're... like everybody is, the the more people think we're trying to make the world a better place, really, you're just embarrassing yourself. Because you have no idea, and I'm talking to a lot of the people who claim to be woke, they have no fucking idea what they're doing. They have no logic, they have no plan behind anything. They just go with what they feel, and... Feelings cause chaos. Everybody feels different fucking things. At some point, somebody has to have a rational brain sit there and go, no, here's what we need to do to make this idea work. Problem is, no one's using their heads. That's the problem. No one's using their heads. Nobody with an education or a brain is functioning anything. It's all based on my widow feelings not getting hoit. And bullshit happens. I think it's more than that. I just feel like, you know, the general scope of people... You know, from the hardships that we grew from, like, you know, making America great from a long time ago. Now, that's just a slogan, but making America great from, you know, the early years, let's say the 20s, the 30s, the 40s. I mean, we all went through a Great Depression, which we have no idea about because we don't live through those days. You know, going through the Great Depression and trying to rebuild America and try to get this as aspect, you know, going to these wars and doing all these great things. And we have great innovation, great technology that came out in the yesteryears that persevered and made factories and, you know, granted jobs and gave people rights and, you know, gave voting rights. Like we, we were, we were, we were constantly improving. We we're constantly changing ourselves as a country, as a whole, like we were constantly changing everything, every scope of it. So that's why when you had like free speech, free thought, free technology, like this, like all these things, it's like, you know, a person from a third world country, like let's say my dad from Romania, Looking at America, I was like, oh, my God, this place is the greatest place in the world because they're doing all these great things. You could do this. And the fact that you and I can have a podcast right now and talk to each other, that's illegal in a whole bunch of different countries. It's free speech. Yeah. I could freely say, I could, I could freely say the United States government sucks and not get persecuted. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, so, like, you know, the fact, like, it was, so we had all these different things. But then, you know, it was patriotism and... But then a lot of things happened where 30 years, we got relaxed days ago, we just stopped focusing on technology, on science, on all these different things. And it's almost like the government's like, um, you know what? 
there's nothing there that we want to tell anymore. It's not really the promised land anymore. It kind of is. Let's give that facade, but uh, let's make everybody really fucking stupid. Yeah. I mean, and I they mean did. in a lot of ways, it's still the promised land because despite all the issues we're having and talking about, there are, believe it or not, there are still people that want to come here. So obviously there's something to be had for being here, but that's also because, like you said, you can sit here and say, like, yeah, the United States government sucks, and, you know, that's nothing bad's going to happen to you for, for just saying that. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get added at, like, hey, you know, fuck you. But exactly. That's, like, that's the worst that's going to happen. And yeah, I'm a that's going to be— I, I served my time in the military. I served my time in the military. I'm a patriot through and through. But the thing is, like, yeah. I could read between the lines and tell you, and tell you that, hey, something's wrong in our country, and it's bad. Like, it's fucking bad. Yeah. Like, the worst is going to happen to you is, like I said, some people might attack you on Twitter. And, yeah, that might be unpleasant, but you're not going to have to worry about the government sending somebody to your house to fucking kill you. You're not going to yeah, worry about exactly. getting dragged into a car— and taken to an undisclosed location, and then we never see you again. In other countries, that's what fucking happens. Very true, it yeah. does. That's why I get mad when I hear people talk about how horrible, people who live, talk about how horrible this country is. It's like, really? You get to talk all this shit, and you're still breathing. Go to another country and do that. See how it works out for you. So, that, I mean, so yeah, and so yeah, I, I, totally get, I totally get your point on that. But yeah, so there's a, but yeah, it's like, and it, it's like that thing where, um, I think it's that, uh, Jeff Bridges, I think his name is. No, it's uh, who's the who's the actor that did that? America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. Monologue from that show. Oh, I you're talking about. I can't think of his not name. Not Jeff Bridges. It's Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah, there was a line from that that I really, really liked, and it's really made me. And it's the only one out of everything in there that really made me think. And it was when he said, "You know, we used to aspire to greatness. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. That's the problem. That's one of the biggest problems we have today." Being exceptional is wrong. Go on. And we, they want everybody to be the same. That's not America. That's not democracy. D does everybody know what that is? What? Socialism. Fuck it. Yeah. That's what that fucking is. We want everybody on the same level so no one's feelings get hurt. I'm sorry. If I'm better than you, I should be allowed to showcase it. And if you're better than me, you should be allowed to showcase it. It's like, it's like, it's like, and I'm going to say it again. It's like, it's like what's happening in AEW. You, we said before, CM Punk calls himself the best in the world. Get up to his level. He shouldn't have to come down to yours to make you feel better about yourself as a shitty wrestler. Get your ass up here, get to his level, and prove you're a fucking star. Darby Allen just did it, so now I want to see the rest of you fuckers do it. <laughs> Sorry. I love the fact that we bring up a political thing with everyone, bringing up CM Punk being the best. I love it. That's great. I got a, I got a like question Mussolini. I got a question for you. Yeah. When was the last time you saw Joey Janela? <laughs> I haven't, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Last time I saw I him, he, he had a concussion, and it was the only time I ever saw a wrestler get a concussion and had a smile on my face. But um, that was the last I saw of him. He had a concussion. He was out of action. Unless he's been on darker well, elevation, I haven't seen the motherfucker, and I couldn't be happier. Well, here's the thing, and here's the reason I brought it up. Remember weeks ago, I brought up the fact that on the Boochcast is like, yeah, we have some talent, whatever, but eventually we're gonna we're gonna bring in all the big dogs, and eventually everybody's gonna have to step up or ship the fuck out. Yeah. You remember that conversation we had? Yes, we, yes, I did. So, wouldn't you say that most of my predictions I've been saying so far has been fucking dead on? It's been fucking dead on. Pretty much. Um, I mean, they're like, they're, just, they're starting to cut. They're starting to trim the fat. I mean, I don't want to say I'm, I, you know, I know everything about wrestling, but, uh, you know, I'm fucking right. I'm fucking right. Can't like, help it. You like, know. Yeah, they're this, becoming this a business now. Because I remember I said they're, they're becoming a business now. Like, before, 
Because before, I used to hear the Young Bucks all the time. This is another reason why I can't stand these guys. Would say things like, you know, oh, we don't need any... We Are they going to sign all these guys? This is like around the first time, like around the pandemic, when people were getting released. It was like the first time WWE had that long release. This is before Bray and everybody else. They were talking about like that. And then they said, well, we don't need to bring in all those guys. We're AEW. We're happy with the people we got right here. And we're just going to grow them. Next thing you know... In comes the influx of big names. So either the Young Bucks are hypocrites or Tony Khan had to pull them to the side and go, listen, children, we daddy needs to make money because I'm the one investing in this motherfucker. So I'm bringing these guys in because they make money and your little and, and your your little band of misfit toys over here couldn't draw money if you gave him a green crayon. So go sit in the corner, play with your blocks, and let daddy do some business. You know what? That's not what happened. I, I was in that meeting. I was I was in that meeting. But you do remember the Bucks saying that, right? They ran their fucking. I was- I was I was in a meeting when uh, TK was talking to the Young Bucks about that shit, first and foremost. And I remember the, the conversation vaguely going something like this. Um, you know, we're going to bring a lot of different people in. That was the whole point of it. And the Young Bucks, you know, they're going to sit there and heal up because they are the, the best tag team in the world. And you know why they're the best tag team, Vinny? Not because of their physical acumen or whatever. The thing is... They're paid a job to be nothing but complete douchebags to piss people off just like you and Zachariah Scott. So the fact that you guys talk to them on a daily basis and show so much hate for these guys, it just shows to me that they just do their jobs that much better. The fact that you hate them so much makes me smile ear to ear because their job is to sit there and belittle these people, make them feel like they ain't shit. But the thing is, they know the roles. You're a wrestling guy. You should know this. They're generating that fucking heat, man. Well, I can tell you this much. Heat, not, not go away heat. Oh, it's definitely go away heat, but I'll tell you this much. No, it's not. The fact that they're EVPs, if they weren't EVPs, I guarantee you they would be. No, not that they wouldn't have the belts that long, but I'm just saying with a, with a lot of the fact as big talent comes in, the Misfit Toys are getting shoved out. If they weren't EVPs, they would be in the Misfit Toys section. I guarantee it. The fact they're EVPs is why they'll never be. They'll never not be on TV. Because they have their executive VP jobs. It's like saying Triple H should have been champion without Stephanie, motherfucker. I mean, it's the same thing. It, Triple H is great, was great. He would have been nothing without Stephanie. Well, that's what I'm saying. He wouldn't have, I don't think he would have been a 14-time world champion if he hadn't married Stephanie. I don't think he would have been a one-time champion without Stephanie. Okay. I think he was. He did hold it a couple times without, before, before he and Stephanie were officially an item. No, you could, you could say that all you want, but we all know the reality. It, that's, that's not what happened at all. Okay. I mean, you know, my own boat, I could be wrong, but I, I know I'm pretty right on this one. Sure about that? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty solid. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, dead on on this one. All right. Okay. Well, you know, it was actually kind of funny. Um, I was looking at some of the list of topics that I had, and I did have three topics that were political in nature, but I feel like we've gotten so heated on that one. I'll save those for next time. Uh, so I'm going to bring in, I'm going to bring in a lighter subject just to kind of make Let's this funny. It. Jason Mimosa confirms he showers regularly. I'm Aquaman. I'm in the fucking water. Uh, Jason Mimosa confirmed that he showered regularly in an interview with Access Hollywood. His sweet girl co-star Isabella Merced implied that he did not shower whilst filming the movie. He joins the bathing debate starred by Mila Kunis and Ashley Kutcher saying they don't always bathe their kids. 
This is the most reassuring of the world that he showers regularly after multiple celebrities such as Jake Gyllenhaal and Mila Kunis question whether it is necessary to bathe every day. During a press interview with Axel Hollywood for his upcoming Netflix movie, Sweet Girl, Momoa's co-star Isabella Merzik claimed that Momoa didn't shower. Momoa didn't shower. Fucking whatever his name is. When asked if she had stolen Momoa's scrunchies to keep it as a souvenir, she said, no, he was saying shit like, I don't shower and I'm not touching those scrunchies. This admission prompted a question about whether this was part of the growing trend of celebrities saying they do not bathe regularly. I think you just said that so that I would stay away from you. The Aquaman star then added, I'm not starting my any trends. I shower. Trust me. I shower. I'm Aquaman. I'm in the fucking water. Don't worry about it. I'm Hawaiian. We got salt water. I'm good. Recently, several celebrities have been asked of admitting without being asked whether they bathe regularly. Dwayne Johnson wrote in response to a tweet asking if he showered. He said, nope, I'm the opposite of a not washing themselves celeb. He then went on to list the many times he showers a day. He says he showers, he does a cold shower when he rolls out of bed to get the day rolling. He does a warm shower after his workout before work. And he does a hot shower after he gets home from work. Face wash, body wash, exfoliate, and I sing off-key in the shower. Jody Turner-Smith chimed in before she was even asked. Before you lot even asked, in this house, we bathe. She tweeted with a gift of a clown saying, homie, don't play that. Which is Damon Wayans from uh, In Living Color, which homie the clown was fucking awesome. It was great. It was great. I, my favorite one was when they was when he's like when he pretends to be Santa Claus, and one of the girls says, "This is the best one." He goes, "He goes, can we sit on your lap and tell you what we want for Christmas?" And homie goes, "Okay, so let I get this straight. You want me to lower myself so you can assume a superior position and then demand tribute?" And they're like, "Yeah." And then he hits him in the head and goes, "I don't think so, homie. Don't play that." But that was like the most intense thing about Santa Claus. I'm going to lower myself so you can assume a superior position and demand tribute. Now, this discussion about Wash started at the end of July after Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis said on Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast that they didn't wash their children every day. Kutcher said, no, here's the thing. If you, see, if you can see the dirt on them, clean them. Otherwise, there's no point. This led to an admission by Kristen Bell on The View that she and her husband Dax Wait for the stink before washing her children. Last week, Jake Gyllenhaal told Vanity Fair that he finds increased that he finds increasingly bathing to be less necessary. He said that he still showers to avoid bad breath, but there's a whole world of not bathing that is also really helpful for skin maintenance, and we naturally clean ourselves. A pediatrician at Providence St. John's Health Center in California, oh California, Dr. Daniel S. Ganjian told Insider that he agreed with the not washing themselves celebrities that children only need to bathe when they're dirty. Of course, in California, they'd say that. Typically, as adults, we take daily showers because of smell and body odor. But small kids don't have that smell and body odor, he said. Our body makes natural oils to protect our hair and skin. It's good to keep those natural oils going. I agree. Huh? I agree. I mean, um, I you know... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be kind of personal here for a second, and I'm going to bring it to your attention because, uh, you know, we're amongst friends. I think only like 12 people listen to the show anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, I used to not shower all the time. I believe in the oils that's in your hair. Keep your hair long and strong. I'm 41 years old, and I still have a head long head of hair. I believe people who wash their hair and take those natural oils away actually ruin their hair. Um, now, mind you, if you are working laborious things like let's say mr da uh, not dax but desmond desmond works a job where he's constantly sweating like i mean he's a sweat box by the time he comes out though that's different right because he's actually in the sun 
you know, he's sweating his fucking balls off. I mean, like, he's probably had, like, fucking monkey butt all day. Um, Zachariah Scott, he's a hard worker. He does dishes. But the thing is, like, people think you're just sitting here just washing and putting away. He's in the fucking heat of it. He's, like, two feet away from the fucking kitchen. He's two feet away from the kitchen. He's got all that heat from the dishwasher, so he sprays everything off, and he pushes everything in the dishwasher, puts the handle down, the thing comes out, and things fucking hell the time. Zach's probably a fucking a, a sweat bucket by the time he's fucking done with everything. Very much so. so. So with that said, like, yeah, when you work labor's jobs like that, yeah, but if you work a cushy uh, um, office job, like for myself, like, now I'm doing training. I'm at home for the most part, except when I go out. But let's say, for instance, when I worked for Geico, when I was out going to the field, if I was just to go to shops all day or meet up at a customer's house, I'm not sweating, right? Except for the summer. If it's summertime, if I go to a tow yard and that car is a total loss and it has no AC, the car won't turn on, I'm sweating my dick off. I'm taking a shower. I I I used to like not take showers like two days in a row because I didn't think I was dirty enough. Um, but my wife, who is my ever knowing wife, she made me take a shower every fucking day. Cause she thought it was fucking disgusting. And she's like, if you want happy go time with uh, miss Lee Marie over here, you gotta wash your balls motherfucker. So I had to, so who knows who would have thought that pussy would, you know, convey a couple things like that. I I've known that forever. Like I've, yeah. I, yeah, everybody knows you got to be clean in every area. Why? Because I expect the woman to do the same. So I. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, do you want do you want to have a girl with a nasty fucking van? I mean, like, no, no, no one wants that, and they don't they don't want you to be nasty. You don't want them to be nasty. So yeah, hey, that's Zach, that's your motivation I, Zach, right there. Zach, Zach, I know you take whatever you can. I get it, bro. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Zach, Zach's still, um, you know, he he's still dating Pam, Pamela Henderson. So he's got that You're dating Rosie Powell. What? You're dating Rosie Powell and her five friends. I don't want to hear that shit. Don't give me that. That saran wrap is really nice, huh? Yep. Oh, yeah. But, um, but yeah. Well, for those who don't know, for those who don't know, Zach, you know, we're trying to do a pledge for him for anybody to sit there and just throw the guy a bone. And I'm literally a bone. Um, you know, just. Some lucky lass who just wants to sit there and give her inhibitions at the door and just be like, you know what, though? For the sake of all humanity, we're going to get this redheaded fucking, like, glade. So if there's any, like, you know, non-picky women, you know, the the pandemic's been something crazy for you guys. And, uh, you know, you just want to sit there and get tickled in the right spot, whatever. Call Zachary Scott. He will tickle that pickle for you. Hell, he even eat the, eat the pickle because he is that kind of guy. And he'll even give he'll even give you more than a nickel. If you play, if you play your cards right, if you play your cards right, <laughs> exactly. So feed Zach ramen noodles, but also feed Zach some a good good. You know yes. what I'm saying, girls? For dessert, every good dinner needs some dessert. If you ever need a boy you want manipulated to your very will, Zach will be that guy. Yes, and also, ladies, as he mentioned before, he's not broke. So. He's not broke. And the thing is, like, you could do a makeover with him. You could complete a complete makeover with him. Um, he may not be aesthetically pleasing at first. I'm sure with some time and some training, you can actually train this man uh, to be everything you want to be and then some. So I, I, actually, um, actually, Elvis, I got I got to step in here for a moment. I got it. We, we we're giving Zach a lot of crap, obviously. And but we have to give credit where it's due. Ladies, he cleans up very well. 
Yes, he does. Uh, when he gets rid of when he gets rid of the facial hair and actually combs his hair and gets oh rid of the hair. and gets rid of the lame hats that he's wearing because let me turn around, turn around, turn around. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, I it's, told you stop wearing fedoras. It's, it's Georgia Bulldogs. When he gets rid of the and he gets the bulldog off his head, um, because really? hey, hey, I'm just saying. You go to Midtown, bulldog has a whole different meaning. So my point is. Um, there you go. when he gets all, once he gets all cleaned up, ladies, good looking guy. Now what he's working with, I don't honestly know as I haven't looked and don't want to, but <laughs> ladies, I'm just saying he cleans up nicely. So if the equipment is in good condition, you've got yourself your own personal fine Irish boy toy. Well, I mean like, you know, with a little work, with a little time and effort and tender love and caring, whatever. You can build the confidence of a young Irishman to actually get to the levels of what you think he's potential of. But sometimes you got to lower your, your standards and your inabilities for like maybe a um, couple years to get there. But um, like any good project, once it's done, I mean, he's yours. I mean, he will literally do whatever you say. You could be like, hey, I want you to go and, um, you know, throw some anarchy in the government. And he'll be like, okay, babe, whatever you say. And then she blows him off and boom, it's done. Yeah. And and here's the best part, ladies. If you're willing to put in a uh, a year and a day into it, um, teach teach the motherfucker how to drive, and then you got your own personal chauffeur. There you go. And he'll actually he'll sit there and like you know lunch break. You know you want some barbecue. He's got some barbecue for you. He'll put some JR's <laughs> barbecue sauce a little your vagina. He'll sit there and go to town for years. <laughs> I'm telling you, years. And I mean, he'll spend years in that shit. He'll go to Walmart, get you a nice little ring. He'll sit there and get some JR's barbecue. Slap that some bitch all over your vagina and just sit there and lick for days, boys. And if you need somebody to hold your purse while you try on your clothes, Zach is the perfect doormat. <laughs> he will be there. He will be there to clutch on to that purse for dear life as you try on all the clothes that you're going to buy with his money. So, ladies... He would not complain once because he'll have his telephones on and he'll be listening to his uh, heavy metal devil music um, that you whoa, love so whoa, much. Whoa, 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 devil music. Elvis and Lynchke, are you, whoa, uh, we're going on a little uh, adventure, aren't we, here next month? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just trying to say that if you were to actually date a Zachariah Scott, he'll give up his devil music and listen yeah, to Backstreet Boys and ABBA all day. That's for your own amusement. And ladies, if you... No, go to the high voice too for all those ABBA songs. Dancing queen, young and sweet on the tambourine. Oh yeah! Imagine that being Zachariah Scott. Knowing like, me, knowing you. Knowing me, knowing you. Uh huh. Waterloo couldn't escape if I wanted to. Zach, I mean, Vinny, the fact that you can sit there and sing that from the top of your lungs, I fucking accredit you. You're the best. Thank you. I, it looks like you've been classically trained by women, too, throughout your time. So yeah, it looks like you've been trained pretty well. I love oh, of course. Yes. Sucks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Such is, the way, such is the way of the world. Yes, as is tradition. So there's any, so there's any, any listeners out there, Zach is a very handsome guy. Once you train him, and um, how can Fucking I say this correctly? Once you once you train him, he's like he's like a, a, a pot of clay, right? He's like, yes. he's like a big pot of clay. You have to mold him into what you want. He doesn't know what he wants, so as long as you mold him to what you want, he'll be your putty in your hands. As is tradition. As is tradition in Georgia. <laughs> yes, and and speak and while we've been on the subject of. Uh, of uh, sex and cleanliness and wet ass pussies. Uh, I got another topic here we'll get into. Uh, uh, we got Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion tease fans with the possibility of a follow up 
to wet ass pussy. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's WAP was one of 2020's biggest hits. So the two superstars aren't ruling out creating another certified bop together. Both Cardi and Megan took to Twitter over the weekend to celebrate the one year anniversary of their Smash collaboration and went on to tease fans about the possibility of the two rappers working together again for a follow-up track. Wow, I can't believe Wapity Wap turned one today. It didn't even feel, it don't even feel like it. What a record. At the Stallion, we should do it again sometime. Megan then quoted, tw tweet, tw quote tweeted Cardi's message, adding, Happy Wapiversary. Thank you for having me. I think the people deserve another collab. The accompanying music video for Wet Ass Pussy essentially broke the internet last summer with its star studded visuals featuring high profile cameos from women, including Rosalia, Normani, and Kylie Jenner. The song also became a pseudo feminist anthem for those who aren't afraid of taking charge of their sexuality. While the song was a hit, conservative figureheads expressed their discontent with the single, which Megan previously said only helped the song's overall success. I feel like that backlash was a little weird. I know the Republicans have been having a bad year and they probably need to take their frustration out somewhere, Megan said during an interview on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. But I want to tell them, thank you for the streams, because without you, I don't know if we would have been here. But no, them people crazy. Am I supposed to talk about this? I really don't give a feather fuck. <laughs> it's like Cardi B is the same way I feel about Kim Kardashian. It's the same way I feel about Donald Trump. Useless piece of plastic. It's no, it's it's just like it's like why are they even? Why are you marking the anniversary of a song that makes who, who like no one gives two fucks about? It's a banger. Okay, it's a banger. I get it though. But like, why? Like, why is Cardi B even in our fucking news? Like that makes no sense. It was yeah, a fucking why song. Are you talking it passed. About this again? I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't hear fucking like you know Backstreet Boys or In Sync talking about like, hey, we made a song 20 years ago. We should definitely do that shit again. Excuse me. Hi. It's my it's my wife over here. She, uh, we're having a discussion. <laughs> that fucking Stallion guy and Cardi B had a song a year ago, and they're commemorating and say it's been one year. How do you feel about Cardi B's one year anniversary since that? What what song is that, Benny? Uh, WAP. WAP. I know, baby. This song. How, how do you feel about the WAP song? What F? Yes. What F pussy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what F pussy? That's what it stands for. <laughs> Apparently. I like this song. You like? Could you step out of my door? <laughs> <laughs> you know I like Cardi. <laughs> Some bullshit. You're <laughs> <laughs> the motherfuckers. <laughs> Divorce papers tomorrow. Oh. Don't come crying to us. Better flip that opinion for this wet ass pussy. <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. I'm going to show you the video with Kylie. Get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> this is why I don't do a podcast with my wife. Oh, God. Oh, this is beautiful. Wap ass bullshit right oh. here. I fucking hate you guys. Oh, uh, why? Because your wife just stole. You, you your do, wife you literally just, just stole, stole the show. Your thunder. What? She just stole the show with that yep. comment yep. right there. The thunder's gone. She no the more. She, if she comes out for two seconds, she is the whole fucking show. She's like RVD. She's like Lee Marie. Lee Marie, show, fucking show. That was great. Fucking show. That was great. I love it. Oh. God damn, my own fucking wife. I'm <laughs> My own fucking podcast. I will admit, though, like, I didn't even know. at first When I first heard, I didn't even hear the song yet. But I heard somebody tell me about Cardi B made a song called WAP. 
As an Italian, I was fucking pissed because I didn't know WAP stood for wet ass pussy. And because WAP is also a derogatory term for an Italian. I know. I say it all the time to you. So I looked at this. I heard Cardi B did a song called WAP. I almost went to Twitter and went, you racist cunt. Like, I almost lost my mind. Uh, but then somebody had to explain to me, no, 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 no. It means wet ass pussy. I went, what? Then I watched the music video and I went, okay. Um, I don't care about the lyrics, but I need to be alone in this room right now. And uh, don't nobody come in here for the next 25 to 35 minutes. Mom, I need new socks. Not literally, Zach. Like, I'm on a podcast. I'm not gonna sit down, you idiot. Okay. Well, well thank you so much here. for thank you so much for bringing up a video that makes no relevance <laughs> in our livelihood. Well, I'm trying to lighten the mood. We literally had the how most. How the hell is that, how the hell is that gonna lighten the mood? Because it takes it away from from a very intense discussion that we just had a while ago. So I'm trying to find something else. I'm trying to find funny shit right now. Okay, I I mean I the stuff I originally had planned I scrapped because of how intense the other discussion was. So if well, if, anyways, if that was that was a that was a little segment from my beautiful wife, Lee Marie Torres. Hello. Yes, absolutely. Hi. Hi. Like, bye. 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 Adios. Could you could you bring a dog with you? Yeah. <laughs> that was my lovely wife, ladies and gentlemen. That was fantastic. That was great. That was great. No, it's funny. It's funny. It's it's funny. It's so funny how that I'll play through. I'm like, holy shit. We were not expecting that. You were just like, get out of the room. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of the room. <laughs> she knows I love her. Oh, I know. I know she does, dude. That was fantastic. All right, so let's see. We got any other topics we want to get into? Well, let's not talk about the fucking Cardi B bullshit, please. That'd be great. All right, so, um, well, oh, boy. I'm trying to find something here. Uh, okay, well, I'll tell you about something in my life right now. I, I can talk about something right now while you're looking for the next news story right now. Okay. It has now been an X amount of days, and I still have not found a PlayStation 5. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Elvis Delinsky has still not found a PlayStation 5. For a reasonable price, I will not. I will not pay a certain price, eight hundred plus dollars for a stock for a PlayStation Five. Okay. So, in other news, I got something interesting here. Uh, okay. Who here remembers Brendan Fraser? Hey, Benny. Oh, hey, Benny. Looks okay, good. Like to me, the, you're on the I wrong would... side of the river. I think that is like, a yes. Seriously, like he's the one guy, like like Kenny Omega, Kool Aid off his nutsack. Oh. Oh, you just had to do. You, you just had, had to. to yeah, had to. Did he uh, just ruin it? Kind of. He did. But anyway, let's let's anyway let's oh, get to the topic here. Dick. Brendan Fraser gets teary hearing TikTok is rooting for him as he preps for a new Martin Scorsese film. Brendan Fraser still figuring. Oh, yeah. Brendan Fraser still figuring out how to absorb all the love fans are showering him with on TikTok. The Doom Patrol star was visibly moved and adorably humble in a recent virtual meet and greet posed by user Little Lottie Cosplay. At the beginning of the encounter, the cowboy hat clad Fraser announces he is currently in Oklahoma getting ready to shoot Killers of the Flower Moon, his highly anticipated upcoming film directed by Oscar winner Martin Scorsese and co-starring Oscar winners Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. I think I might be sick. Fraser says, his expression suggesting that he may not be kidding. Before ensuring his audience, it'll be fine as he mimes nervously biting his fingernails off. The gushing fan then assures him that he is not only her undying love, but the undying love of all the internet. The internet is so behind you. We're so supportive, she says. There are so many people out there who love you, and we're rooting for you, and we can't wait to see what you do next. Fraser seems to get so choked up that he must take a swill of water and gather his thoughts for a moment. 
Shucks, ma'am, he replies, tipping his hat in gratitude to Little Lottie Cosplay. The actor has developed a following on TikTok through the platform's burgeoning fan base for The Mummy, the franchise he led in the early aughts. The TikTok fan in the meet and greet is actually cosplaying as his character, Rick O'Connell. But in addition to Killers of the Flower Moon, he happens to have some other exciting stuff on his plate. Fraser made a comeback a few years ago with projects like FX's Trust after feeling blacklisted for more than a decade after he accused former Hollywood Foreign Press Association President Philip Burke of sexual assault. He now seems poised for a career renaissance. He popped up in 2021 Steven Soderbergh film No Sudden Move, has been cast as a lead in a new movie from acclaimed director Darren Aronofsky, Ar- Aronof- Aronofsky and Killers of the Flower Moon began production in late April 2021 and expected to last through the summer. Yeah, I, he's got a big following online. Like, people fucking love him. Like, the same way people gravitated towards Keanu Reeves on the internet, uh, Michael Sarah, he's being, like, these wholesome, great people. Like, people love him. And, like, let's 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 not be taken back by what's going on. He played great fucking movies. And, our, like, so just for us growing up, right? So let's think about it. Going back to as far as we can, right? As far as I can remember, Encino Man, fucking great, right? School Ties was fucking good. Son-in-law was fucking good. And then one of my favorites, Airheads, fucking great. In the Army Now, right? Dudley Do-Right, that was fucking awesome. So George of the Jungle, I mean, The Mummy, Dudley Do-Right, I mean, Blast from the Past. Have you seen Blast from the Past? I've seen Blast from the Past. That was a great movie. Monkey Bone? I've never seen Monkey Bone. He was in Scrubs. I thought he he had a great on there. The whole Mummy thing, whatever he had on there. Like, my childhood, as much as a lot of people forget or tend to forget, maybe not from your perspective, maybe, Vinny, but from my perspective, growing up, a lot of movies he was in was part of me growing up. Being from, like, the early, though, from, like, the late, like, the early 90s, going forward, he was the instrumental part of it. And the thing is, you forget about it. And then you look back, it's like, fuck, this guy was great. How could you forget about him? So, yeah, I could see how to love about it because... I mean, I'm on Imager. A lot of people are on Reddit. A lot of people, I mean, Reddit's more popular than Imager. I get it. But for me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Imager guy. But there's so much love for Brendan Fraser. I mean, it's uncanny. Like, before he got into that show, like, what's what show is he on right now? That new Doom one? Um, Doom Patrol. Oh, Doom Patrol, we know that, though. But he's also on something else. Um, fuck, I can't think of it right now. Where is it? Um, I'm, tr- I'm looking at his INDB right now. But he, he's on Doom Patrol. I know that. I've seen that. I saw you, Vinny. I saw you, Vinny, in that one. You were wearing a leather jacket. Good for you, bro. Good for you. He's in Dispose. Did you meet the guy? Did you meet the guy? Vinny's in Dispose. Oh, he's in Dispose? Oh, fuck. Oh, he's at a TV show Chance, or Trust, sorry. And the thing is, before he got into Trust, he didn't know he wanted to get into it, though. Like, he's on a couple of TV shows, like Nightcap and The Affair and a whole bunch of different TV series, whatever, but it didn't really get, break him out. And, like, everybody kind of got together, you know, and, like, pitched and was like, yeah, Brendan Fraser's fucking amazing. So, Brendan Fraser, I mean, a lot of people want to bring it to his attention, but Brendan Fraser is fucking phenomenal. And, like, he's a big part of my childhood, and I want to see nothing but good things for him. Same thing Keanu Reeves. Have you seen, hey, Zach, have you seen a new Matrix trailer? Yes, I have, and I think it looks fantastic. Dude, I'm losing my fucking shit, dude. Like, so what, what, what do you think was the breakdown? How, 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 do, you, how do you feel about that, that TV show or that movie? I think it's it looks good. It just looks like Ben and I talked about it there, guys, and all that stuff. We look. It looks very confusing. Well, explain to me why you feel it's confusing. I don't know. It's just uh, it just didn't really explain the um, 
trailer really well, but then again, it, maybe it did. Maybe it's like a he forgot who he was and everybody else. I don't know. Only time I could tell when I see it. Well, this is my theory on it. So, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um, I just really don't give a shit at this point. So, do you remember the end of the Matrix Revolutions? Do you remember that? Because this one's called Resurrection. Yes. Obviously. Yes. 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 So yes. Do you remember? Do you, what happened at the very end of the Matrix movie? Do you remember? Mm, been years since I've seen it. Okay. I mean, given that, but I mean, I'll, I could, I could let you in. So, so obviously the first, the trilogy, which is a great fucking trilogy, ended up with you know Neo finding out he's supposed to be the one. Part two, he finds out who he is, and he goes to the fight with the robots. And at the end, he finally faces off against um, you know Mr. Smith and the robots, right, to save Zion, right? Mm-hmm. So, with that said, that's exactly what happened. But he lost. But he didn't lose to Mr. Smith. He made a pact for his subconscious to be transferred over to the machines. So, if you remember in the trilogy, the architect, that special little room, he goes like, you're not the first, you're actually the sixth savior of the Matrix. So, with that said, they have a little drawback from the the architect. So, when you're looking at the trailer, and these are nice little Easter eggs if you want to look into it, the Easter eggs is, when Neo looks into the mirror, he sees an old man, right? But then he sees himself, right? Yes. Zach? Yes, 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 yes. So he looks into the mirror, he sees an old man, but then he sees himself. So, and then when he sees Trinity, Trinity on the side of her face, there's code running down her face. So I think what happened was the consciousness, the consciousness of Trinity, Tank, Dozer, Morpheus, um, even the Prophet. What's her name again? The, the Oracle. Oracle. The Oracle. They're all in there. But mind you, remember remember in the Matrix series, the Oracle changed from one person to another to another person. So she changed twice or three times, I think, throughout the Mavi process. So I think what's happening is with this being called uh, Resurrection, if you look at the Matrix, the Matrix, their conscience got put into a body, and you can tell that it's different because it's not actually their bodies. It's actually the Matrix putting the code in a different body. So there, I think this movie is about waking up the core pieces and having the seventh one coming out, which means Neo was the sixth one that came when he first met the architect when we actually got to see it in the movies. So it looks like the conscious, the peace between the machines and humans, again, are going to start again because like anything in history, it starts all over again. You have a certain amount of peace, then there's war, war rages on for a long time, and there's peace, and it's always like this constant battle. It's kind of like a, a bead of, of of water, right? It's like water, 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 water. It goes around a rock, and it's constantly battling. It's constantly battling. But once those rocks become smoothed out, then it's running peacefully, right? Same thing with the Matrix. So the Matrix, although we will see Keanu Reeves, and we will see um, that Moss girl or whatever um, play the movie, they're not actually them. That's like their conscience in a body that's not theirs, which eventually will change after the first one, apparently. So that's the way I see it. Does it make sense to you now? It does. Does it or does it not? No, so I just need to see the movie that I can... Oh, and it comes out for Christmas, but I'm, I'm, I mean, it's just Easter eggs that was planted there for you. So, I mean... um, That's not the real movie I'm looking forward to. <clears throat> the movie I'm looking forward mean? to is the uh, Venom and Carnage movie. I'm not. What? Why is Woody Harrelson playing Carnage? It's perfect for him. No, I, I, I completely agree. I think uh, Woody Harrelson is a great Carnage. You're absolutely right. I just feel like Sony having the rights to this movie is fucking garbage. I think Venom, I love Eddie Brock. I love the character playing it. But the, whoever's writing this fucking shit is fucking garbage. Like Venom, 
Like, his symbiote is not a funny character. And they're making him a very funny character. And I think it's fucking complete absurd garbage. The fact that they're trying to make the symbiote a fucking funny thing when it's not at all. What happens? So I'm definitely seeing that. That looks. Great. I got a question. Have you have, have you grown up watching or reading the comic books of Venom? I just watched a TV show in the late '90s. So that's all you know about it. Pretty much, or what I saw on Marvel, Wikipedia. There, helps there's nothing. Too. Listen, listen. I don't want. To, I, don't, I don't want to feel like I'm bringing coming down on you, but. I grew up on Venom. Venom was like the Stone Cold Steve Austin of anti-heroes, right? Yeah, basically. So anti-heroes were very popular back in the day, whatever. Before there was Stone Cold Steve Austin, there was Venom. And that was Venom. He was the anti-hero, you know? So he wasn't like a good guy. He wasn't a bad guy. He was kind of like that gray area, that kind of like Stone Cold Steve Austin. He wasn't a good guy. He wasn't a bad guy. He was just fucking badass. That was Venom, right? And then, like, in this movie, he's like, his symbiote has, like, he wants to kill people, but he's funny, but he's not. It's like, it's fucking garbage. I mean, it just... I mean, as a comic book, as a comic book purist, I think it's garbage the way they're doing Venom. They could have done a lot better, and that's just my own personal opinion. The, the cast is perfect. Tom Hardy as Venom, mwah. the only person I could think better of playing Venom is Brock Lesnar himself, because that would have been a Venom to watch, right? But Carnage, you cannot pick a better, better person, person to play Carnage for Kennedy as one ruthless killer. Of course you would do that because you're a fucking ginger. I love it. Hey, 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 hey. Remember, Spider-Man's a ginger too. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. I think he is. Cletus Cassidy, Cletus Cassidy is a fucking ginger. Spider-Man has got brown hair or dark hair. He is not a redhead. Who's better, you know who Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire? I'm a Tom Holland guy. I like both of them. No, I like them both. I don't have to pick between the two. I like them all. I, I even like Andrew Garfield. I thought he was great. I think every Spider-Man that ever came out for its time was good for his time. But you don't, you know who's the redhead that they don't talk about much, but he's a great fucking villain. Mm. Sandman. Mm. Sandman was fucking great. You know who was another another fucking ginger who's like probably one of the most powerful mutants in all of fucking existence? Jean Grey. Jean the Grey. The fucking Phoenix of man. Course. You can't. You 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 would not fuck with that girl. No, you wouldn't. No. And Mystique. Mystique has red hair. Okay. What about the Batman movie? I'm for it. I'm all about some Robert Patterson, man. Hey, uh, no, that movie does come out on Vinny's birthday. Which is when? March 4th, because it actually comes out on March 4th. No shit. Well, I mean, like, listen, you know, I'm, I'm going to go on record right now and say it. Robert Patterson, yeah, he was in Twilight. He was in Harry Potter. Harry Potter, he died. He went to do the Twilight, which he regretted. He doesn't like it. He's went on record, said it many times that he wished he hadn't done it. But it was good publicity, good everything else. But have you ever seen any other movie with Robert Patterson in it? No. no, he is a great fucking actor. A lot of people gave Ben Affleck a whole bunch of shit when he became Batman. I think Ben Affleck, and I'm not going to hold his back, Ben Affleck was a good Batman. Come at me. I don't like Ben Affleck. Affleck. Why is that? I just never liked him. I really, really I don't like his movie. I don't never liked any of it. always plays as cheap, romantic douchebag. I thought it was great. I thought it was great in the Batman movie. I mean, they changed it up when they had, like, I, I, I think I had a show about this before, but, um... What's it called? Um, we had Zack Snyder, who originally did the DC Universe for the Justice League. He was supposed to be on it for a while, and he fucked him over, and he got taken out of it. Obviously, they had the reboot of the Justice League with the Snyder Universe, which was fucking ten times better than it was originally, because it was a fucking flop before. Um, I think Zack Snyder is the way to go. I think he's going to be fucking great at what he does. Um, but uh, I think Ben Affleck did as much as he can. I think he was a great Batman. I don't think there's been a Bad Batman movie. I think when Adam West first 
held the cape or the cape crusader adam west owned that shit right then yeah, michael keaton come out and then michael keaton come out michael keaton was fucking great he put some new energy into that thing whatever and then it got kind of lost they had like george Clooney and val kilmer you know that was kind of fucking weird for a bit right and then you had christian bale holy shit christian bale dude that guy was christian fucking bale great did a good job and, as batman and the thing is like but the thing is like all those storylines are different characters and different authors so a batman universe is not all this it's not one and the same they're very much different right so the batman universe from each iteration from the 60s from the 80s to the 90s to 2000s they're all different batmans so the batman you saw well you saw batman versus superman and the one you had like dark knight with christian bale christian bale's story was a great story written then brought into a screenplay that's why it was so fucking good you can't live up to that it's kind of like everybody's everybody's trying to say heath ledger was the best joker i beg to differ i think he was great for a certain time i honestly think that joaquin phoenix's joker is way better oh god yeah i agree and i just my own personal opinion don't get me wrong dude that joker that fucking heath ledger did was fucking chef's kiss second to none when it comes to movies but it was part of the Bat series when it came to that series. So he played that role to a T. I could not see anybody else doing that movie in that series. But Batman only had one villain. He only had one villain for these shows. He had Joker, which he took care of. Ra's al Ghul, you know, Bane, you know, all these different people. So it went back and forth. Hey, yeah, I hear you. What other movies coming out? The Spider-Man movie? That looks great. The new one looks good. I think because they got the original guy playing Dr. Octopus. Opera, they can't say his last name. So. Yeah, have you seen the trailer for that? Yeah, I have. Multiple times. It looks really, really good. Doctor Strange is involved in it. They're changing the whole fucking timeline. Now they're building this, the Sinister Six. Did you hear about them uh, bringing all the other Spider-Mans into this yeah, universe? Did you I hear about that? Well. Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Yeah, they're bringing all those motherfuckers in, man. They got a uh, fucking Doctor Strange changing the universe around, though. They're building up the Sinister Six. Do you know who the Sinister Six is, by the way? Can you name a couple of them? No, I don't know any of them, really. None of them? None. Well, they happen to do with, like, um, they happen to do with, um, Jesus Christ, the movies that are coming out. So, obviously, we have, um, what's his fucking name? Um, you got Doc Ock, obviously, Mysterio. You got, the uh, Kraven the Hunter. You got Vulture. Uh, you have Sandman. So, Sandman we have already. You got the Shocker. So, the Shocker, I think, is played by, um, the guy who played that movie from Ray. Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx, yeah, he's in it. So Jamie Foxx is the shocker. You have Alfred Molina, who's playing... Um, Doc Ock. Uh, Doc Ock. You have Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio. I'm not sure who Craven the Hunter is going to be. Vulture is uh, Michael Keaton, guy who played Batman. And I still don't know who the fuck's going to play Sandman. But nonetheless, the Sinister Sticks is coming. It's fucking time. And it's going to be done through Disney Universe. So through the Marvel, through the Marvel Universe... I think we, I think Disney finally bought all the rights to all the people on there. So once this Venom movie comes out, all the rights are going back to Disney after the Venom series. We'll see what happens. Where, where, where's, where's Vinny at? He's coming. Where's he at? I'm talking. So what did you think about the, uh, the, the, did you hear about they're making new uh, X-Men movies now? Really? How many more can they make? They're even making a new James Bond movie. Well, well all I know is uh, Hugh Jackman is coming back as Wolverine. Can't see anybody else and, playing. Uh, what's that? I can't see anybody else playing Wolverine, aka Logan, rather than well, Hugh Jackman. Because Logan, that was well, a great here's, film. Well, here's the thing. So they're gonna do some tri- time traveling thing, whatever or whatever it is. So they're gonna have an old Wolverine, a new Wolverine, and they're gonna introduce a new Wolverine through this movie. Um, they're doing an X Force movie, 
which I'm pretty sure you're excited about. Mm -hmm. uh, Dino X-Forces. Deadpool and a bunch of his misfits. Well, Deadpool, Cable, Domino, Shatterstar. Um, I think it was uh, Sunfire or Sunspot or something. Let me see. X-Force. He's alive. He's back. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I had to. I had to step out there for a moment. Uh, Derek's making another one of his films, and he needed me to make it, do a quick scene for him. But of course, with Derek, there's no such really? thing as a quick scene because the guy takes forever to get shit prepared. But kind of like someone who we know. But anyway, um, either way, it's going to be a great film when it comes out. So uh, we currently well, talk I'm about Spider-Man. There, Vinny Bucci. Spider-Man. Yes. Okay. So X Force, X Force. This is who's an X Force. So let me just bring this back real quick, because um, with Deadpool being in it, obviously you're gonna have Deadpool, Cable, Domino, Maro, Psylocke. Oh boy, so many napkins lost that girl. Um, Hope Summers, Archangel. Do you guys know what Archangel is? Uh, I've heard the term. I heard the term too. Well, Archangel was like a angel in the X Men, and then he got adopted by Apocalypse. It turned into um, Archangel, which is pretty fucking badass. Bishop. There's so many people. Cannonball. Colossus. Oh, there's a lot of people in there. Deadpool, obviously. So, yeah. Um, but X-Force is coming out soon. It's gonna be huh? What happened? Elvis, you there? Elvis disappeared. Oh, no. What happened? I don't know. Uh, but before we get him back, I'm just going to say something real quick. Oh, he's, he's here now. Elvis? I'm here. Sorry. What happened? Dude, you vanished. We thought you hung up. No, my fucking screen puts up like some kind of advertisement, so I pressed on it and it took the whole thing off. Ah, damn it. But, um, I see. So, but anyway, um, what I want to say here is, um, before I had to step out of the room, I, I love the fact that Brendan Fraser is getting a career resurgence, and I had no idea it had to do with a sexual assault thing that's what got him blacklisted for so long. You know, you, and it's kind of weird because normally you hear that happening to female actresses. This is the first time I've ever heard of a male actor getting blacklisted over something like this. So nice to know, well, interesting to know it can happen to both genders. But um, I will say, regardless, I love the fact that Brendan Fraser, I think Brendan, I've always thought Brendan was a great actor. Oh, yeah. I like Brendan Fraser. I always have. I thought he was very talented in a lot of the movies he's done. Uh, there's very few movies he's done that I would say that was shit. Um, but I will say I'm actually looking forward to seeing, um, Flowers on the Moon, despite, you know, of course it has Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro in it, but I would still look for, I still look forward okay. to seeing it because Brendan Fraser's great. horrible taste in movies, Vinny. You have horrible taste in everything, so I don't know what you're no, talking about. No, not necessarily. I have great taste in everything. Uh, and, no, you, you know, know I'll have to agree with the Solus Ginger on this one, Vinny. Um, Thank you, Elvis. Hey, I Elvis, mean, you know what movie he's not seen? Gangs in New York, Listen. Departed, Girl in the... No, that's the movie. Uh, almost famous. Has, has you seen the Irishman? Hey, Vinny, have you seen the Irishman on Netflix? Hell yeah, I've seen the Irishman. Then why won't you watch and? Departed? Because of want, because of Leonardo Cabo and Matt Damon. You do know they get their heads blown off at the end of the movie. Yes, but then that means I have to watch the entire well, movie and listen to them. That's what my point. I know listen, you don't like Zach, Matt Damon, Zach, but Leonardo Cabo is a better actor than him. I see where you're coming from, buddy. Listen, pal, I'm gonna piggyback off you real quick. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm gonna tell you this right now, Vinny. I don't get your taste in movies. Thank I you. never will. Uh, I mean, like, listen, I, I throw shit at you all the time and say, you should watch this, you should watch this, and enlighten your mind. You don't watch it. Um, I, I don't understand why. I think they're epic stuff, whatever. But the fact that you will sit there and dog Leonardo DiCaprio, it's in my utter nerves because I think he's a fucking national treasure. And Same the fact here. that you can't understand what a great actor that he boy actually is. He is. He is great. Like, I mean, remember that Kool-Aid thing with King Omega? Yeah. 
same thing goes for that guy right there. That's that did, you know that's not helping your case, right? Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like you know, I mean, I I, I guess you just can't recognize greatness when you see it, though. I guess you can only understand it once it's gone. And I would hate for it to happen because there's so much good stuff out there that you could actually, you know, emphasize and go on. And you choose not to because of reasons I am not familiar with. I don't get it. <laughs> Me neither. I don't know. It's the same reason why I don't understand why Zach hates certain people. Like, it's it's a mystery. It's different things for different people. I get it, bro. Yeah. I get it. I mean, again, I'm enthusiastic about your shitty decisions but hey that's you man oh, i'll make you know, it i'll make it i'll make it uh unreal the movie avatar i hate that movie yeah right. zach zach that was all zach uh, yeah, sci-fi sucks fantasy is better how dare you sir avatar avatar was avatar fucking amazing fucking it was amazing i watched it one time know what happened when i was watching the movie oh sleep oh, well, oh what a surprise zach fell asleep oh, i was so oh my you god know, zach fell asleep and in other words, the sky is blue, and gee, the gr the sky is blue. The grass is green. LA Knight will hopefully be the NXT champion. Hopefully you know, a not. lot of things. So, just really, oh, I fell asleep, dude. Avatar is great. Please tell me you at least watch the Die Hard movies. Of course, I've seen the Die Hard movies. That's a fucking shock, right there. What about the Rambo movies? Seen them all. Rocky. Seen them all. I'm shocked. You like those, but you won't watch. The Departed and Gangs New York, which I think you would love that movie. Daniel Day Lewis is in it, and he's superb. I'm I'm sure Daniel Day Lewis is superb. I, Jack Nicholson's in it. That would be a, you know. So I'm not. Then, I just it's not. Need I, a hall, you, okay, Elvis, take him back to the fucking movies and make him watch Departed and Gangs New York and every single fucking Avenger movie, starting from the first one, Captain America. Uh, fuck that. To the edge of the earth. No taste. You have horrible taste. You're supposed to like pizza, you know, but you don't like I, pepperoni on a pizza. You know, sometimes I look at my life. Sometimes I look at my life and I worry about the decisions I make in my life. And, you know, I'm at that cross point right now. Like, why am I friends with people who watch such shitty movies? I mean, it's like Zach listens to shitty music. And hey, you go to the concert, you, you concert with Wait, 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 wait. Shitty movies? Yeah, you I got you shitty movies. I'm sorry. I believe I got you to like Tango and Cash. That's one. You know what? The, you know you got one, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, I'm one. just saying. One. And I think the one. And I think the movies I picked for the for the Boochcast go to the movies were pretty damn good picked. Did I not pick good movies? You did you did, Vinny? Thank you. And you know what though? But you picked one good movie. Thank you. Wait, my other picks weren't great. No. What was the other ones? Um. Trying to remember, I know I picked I picked Punchline, but you missed that one. Fried green tomatoes, I know. <laughs> I never picked those. But yes, my, you did. But you okay, <laughs> if okay, it's not all you true. Like I'm saying, there's some movies I just haven't seen. Like, but then I saw them. Like for example, I had never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but then you finally showed it to me, and I was like, holy shit, this is actually pretty fucking good. Why have you not seen Almost Famous? That's a shocker right there. It just wasn't in the cards. It's not that I don't want to see it. I didn't say, oh, this movie sucks. I don't want to see it. It's like, no, it just hasn't happened. Then okay? watch it. It's on Hulu. It's really, really, really good. Maybe someday I'll get around to it, but it's not something I feel like I need to see immediately. Maybe Vinny, some other movies that he hasn't seen. Vinny, could you watch it immediately just for my own, you know, thing, whatever? Hold <laughs> me closer, time to dance. Uh, I did see Rocket Man. That was a great. That was good. Oh, you watched that? 
Fuck you, man. Exactly. What? You see, no, no, no. They make it even more worse. What? You can also see Bohemian Rhapsody as well. What's wrong with that? Bohemian Rhapsody is good. Those are two good fucking movies. Okay. Why? So you why? To make you happy? To make us both happy. That's what I'm here. Okay, I'm here to make I'm here to make you happy, Zach. That that's why I'm put on this planet. Elvis. To fucking amuse you. Yes. Fuck You're you. You're a clown, bro. <laughs> oh, don't hate. I not hate it. Y'all the ones losing your goddamn minds. I'm perfectly calm over here. I saw, oh, I remember one time, Elvis, you guys were talking about The Witcher. It's like, oh, hey, Vinny, have you seen The Witcher? He goes, no, but I watched Gallivant. And Elvis said the coolest thing. It's like, dude, I'm about to smack the shit out of you. Hey, Gallivant was fucking great. I don't Gallivant care what nobody sucked. says. Is it? No, it doesn't. Can you please watch something else than comedy? No. Why? What's wrong with comedy? What's wrong with comedy, Zach? Watch some drama. Watch some action. I guarantee you, you probably will love The Sopranos. I just finished that. That was great. I've seen a couple episodes, but it's not something I've watched religiously. The acting in it is superb. I'm sure it is. I just haven't watched a lot of it. Hey, Elvis, you going to watch The Saints of New York when it comes out? Watch what? The Saints of New York. A movie about how Tony Soprano, when he was back when he was just a teenager. Probably not. I'm going to. Stuck on uh, I'm watching yeah, but... um, the new season of Lucifer, which, by the way, I want to stop bashing on Vinny here for a second. Elvis and Linsky, you pretty boy fuck. You don't like the show Lucifer? What planet are you from? That's you. That's your dark ego. All right. Yeah, but I never. Dude, I never I'm telling you right now, like if you if you like the shows that Exa- you like. No, exactly. I mean, you he would just said love. he never said he didn't like it. He just hasn't seen it. It wasn't in the cards for him. You are a different exception. Oh, I am. Yes. Just because of he, he there's no actors that he doesn't like. I think that's a valid reason not to watch a movie. I don't. Well, okay, Matt Damon. Yeah, he's a liberal fuck. But what's the problem with Leonardo DiCaprio? Why do you hate the man so much? Was it because of because of Titanic? Throw that shit out the window because I used to be the same damn way about him. Then I saw him in Gangster New York. Then I saw him in The Departed. Then I saw him in Once Upon a Once Upon a Time in America. He's fucking Basketball a diaries. treasure. He's a treasure. How good he is! I admit, I thought he was great in Django. He was. He's better than Ben Affleck's fucking. Oh, ass. Well, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Hollywood is great. Love yeah. that movie. Yeah, I thought he like I said, I I I gave I gave Leo credit. I thought in, I thought his performance in Django was phenomenal. Favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, Elvis. Oh God. Hey, oh. you want to talk? Let's do this. Let's talk. All right, favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, Elvis. You're first. Um, it's kind of hard because I like them all. So, uh, Pulp Fiction, very, 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 very true. Dogs. Yes. Bill. Uh, oh wait, 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 wait. Inglorious Bastards. Holy shit, dude! That shit was fucking phenomenal. Yes, 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 yes. Nine, 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 nine. And I want yep. my scalps. Killing Nazis. Killing Nazis. Mine. Oh, yeah, dude. That shit. That shit was oh, fucking. God. Dude, um, I think the first one I fell in love with was Reservoir Dogs. I mean, like everything that came out. Reservoir Dogs. Pulp ooh, Fiction. Ooh, ooh. Gentlemen. Uh, the Kill Bill. The Kill Bills are great, but Inglorious Bastards. I have to oh, say, is my love favorite. Pulp Fiction was great. Oh, Pulp Fiction was Pulp English, Fiction. motherfucker. Do you speak it? And remember, folks, always tip your waitress. <laughs> Not the dishwasher. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I do get the tip out. And I'm not supposed to tell how much I make. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, they were doing that whole like. And the thing is with that debate is I saw like both sides of the equation of, of the coin on that. I thought that was great. Um, that that is definitely a movie I need to see the whole thing. Yeah. I have I haven't, but again, nothing bad. Just wasn't in the cards. Uh, but Reservoir Dogs is a movie I've always wanted to see, just never got around to it. Reservoir Dogs, you would love. I mean, yeah, it's you, such you, a, it's really, really a well-written yeah. story. It's so it's, fucking yeah, great, it's, man. You'd, it's, lo- you'd it's love really, it. It's typical, yeah. uh, classic. Like, is it early 90s or late 90s when that movie came out, Elvis? 
I think it's like mid nineties, probably. Yeah, it was like, I mean, mid, like, like that. Still has that pulp fiction kind of feel to it, pretty much. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I remember uh, Quentin was telling a story about, uh, I think it was Reservoir Dogs, where they had like a torture scene in there. And yeah. when he first presented the movie to, because uh, I think Harvey Weinstein was producing it, um, he told the story about how he, that Harvey actually tried to make Quentin take the torture scene out of the film. Because he felt that that scene was going to uh, be a turnoff, that it would, it would, it would, it would, it would, it would kill the film. But... Uh, Quentin felt so confident about it, he let it in the film, and he said, to an extent, Harvey was right, because when he went to different, um, what's the name, uh, film festivals, and he was screening it, there were people that would get up and walk out in the middle of the torture scene. Like, they got up and left. But that's what you want, though, man. You know, I mean, I hate to say it, though, but I mean, like, it was awkward and hard to watch, and, you know, I, I, I gotta give, you know, I gotta commend them for that, because, you know, the movie being so gritty the way it was, you couldn't do it any other way. So you had to put that content in there because you know their situation I was in, that would that's something like for instance, let's say you, me, Zach, Desmond, and Steven were to go on a heist, right? We do a bank robbery, we had some other people with us, they got shot, whatever, we all meet up together, the cops are after cops are after us, we got some diamonds and everything else, and all of a sudden you see a fucking cop. And you know they're after you. And this guy could very well ruin the whole thing. He sees your faces, he knows your voices, in a lineup, you guys are fucking dead. What would you fucking do? That's torture, motherfucker. You gotta kill him. You gotta sit there and torture him for a bit. So that torture scene was just something like, what would you do in that kind of scenario? And that's exactly the way it played out. What would you do in this scenario? Boom. Fucking hook, line, and sinker. That movie was fucking so well written. It was great. Oh, oh it was great. And uh, and eventually, it got to a point where there, it would go in theaters and people actually enjoyed it. But there were some people who did some get up and walk out during that part. So he said to an extent, Harvey was right. But in the end, it worked out great for Quentin. It ended up becoming a classic scene in the movie that everybody enjoyed and still talks about. Wow. No, I mean, like, I think I think for its time, I mean, that movie was ahead of its time. I, I hate to say it, well, Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino first came out. That movie was way ahead of its time because I was not prepared for that movie. When Pulp Fiction came out, no one expected that kind of direction because when the Reservoir Dogs was a, a commercial flop when it first initially came out. It was it had good ratings, had good everything else, but it wasn't as popular as it was supposed to be. It wasn't until Pulp Fiction where everybody took notice of Quentin Tarantino and went back to Reservoir Dogs. So the people who were fans of Reservoir Dogs didn't get that anticipation or didn't get that payoff until Pulp Fiction came out. And by the time Pulp Fiction came out, that thing was a commercial success that people went back to Reservoir Dogs and said, holy shit, this thing was fucking great too. It's just that nobody knew who the fuck Quentin Tarantino was. And then after that, anything he came out with when it came to Kill Bill, when it came to uh, Inglorious Bastards, I mean, when it came to Django Unchained, everything he put out was fucking gold. Once Upon a Time in fucking Hollywood. I mean, I watched that so many times because it was so fucking good. It was so different. It was it was ahead of its time. I love it. Oh yeah, I mean Quentin. Quentin really was. It really is a talented person. I think. I think he's got at least a couple more. I think it's like one or two movies he's got left, and then he's gonna retire. I think it's one. He's got one more left in him, and then he's gonna and then he's gonna retire and stuff. And I think he talked about turning one of his movies, I think, into like a into like a play or something. Which one would that be? I think it's Reservoir Dogs. I think. Well, I mean, I know they have like um. Like he's very good friends with Robert Rodriguez, and I'm not sure if you guys know who Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, is. he's, he's a, a horror guy. guy. 
He's a horror guy. He did stuff with uh, he did a movie called From Dust Till Dawn, one of my favorite movies. Oh, Dust Till Dawn movie. with uh, George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino are both in it. But he also, you guys also know what else Robert Rodriguez produced? What? what? In our scope of uh, our little fandom? What? He's the one who produced Lucha Underground. What? Really? Yes. Holy yes, shit! Did. That explains yes, he he... so much. Oh yeah, Robert Rodriguez, man, the guy who had Dust Till Dawn, whatever. He's got some other movies too, like uh, Planet Terror and um, some other different ones, whatever. But he actually, he's the one who put who who go green lit and did Lucha Underground, the first two or three seasons before he finally uh, finally decided to get off. But yeah, huge wrestling fan. He made Lucha Underground, so pretty much all the people, all the people that are attached to Lucha Underground and everything else, like Sammy G, Brian Cage, Penta, Phoenix, all that stuff, could all thank the heavenly stars of Robert Rodriguez to bring it out. Damn, that's. That is epic, and um, my would have to be Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards and Reservoir Dogs. Okay, so that's a, that's a I I I don't know what Quentin Tarantino is, but who I've been listening to on the podcast world is Stevo and Chris Jericho. I've been listening the hell out of Stevo. Yeah, I've been listening the hell out of Stevo. Stevo from Jackass. He has a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Wild Ride, and he's done it with Tommy Chunk. He's done it with um. With Johnson Davis of Corn, Corey Taylor, um, who else? I mean, the list goes on. Uh, T Pain, uh, freaking everybody. Ronda Rousey, Chris Jericho himself, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's done that. And people like, yeah. and people go like, Hey, Steve, I was like, How the hell does he know all these people? Well, Steve O's done things with WWE in the past, so he knows he's familiar with all those guys. Yeah, so he's familiar with all those guys. And yes, Jackass has made me laugh till my ribs cracked and almost make me want to puke my fucking guts up. And they got and they're making a fourth one without Bam. Yeah, well, kind of. He passed away, didn't he? No, Bam's still alive. That was Ryan Dunn. Oh, right, right, yeah. Bam's drinking got him kicked off the show. Like Johnny Knight, he wants nothing to do with that. He uh, Steve O even did a show with Bam. But bam, they didn't talk anything about it. Well, yeah, that's because that's because Stevo is, uh, and Stevo is definitely like a lot, a lot more is getting sober now. So well, he's, he's, he's been sober for twelve years. He yeah, so not touch shit. So yes, yeah, so that's going to be intriguing he's, to see what he does. Yeah, he's really tr- he's even vegan now. Does he eat meat? I was like, that's going to be crazy. I was like, I was like, he still does his stupid shit, and he's I think he got married. He's engaged to be married. And she's you know smoking hot. He's smoking hot. And I was like, every time I was like, dude, good for you. He's like, I'm totally sorry. I was like, did you? Read about him. I was like, yeah, I thought I was bad at the young age, but he takes the cake, the whole enchilada. Oh, damn right he does. So, because he's Shiva, but yeah. he's a fucking professional idiot. And I love the dude to death. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, I'm looking at the time limit here, ladies and gentlemen. We gotta wrap this show up. Um, because yes, we got. I just found out that Anchor only allows three hours, and we're about 20 minutes away from that. So, uh, we gotta wrap this uh, show up. But as always, uh, Elvis, I appreciate you, man. Uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to join us for this episode that has clearly been crazy. I look forward to talking to you next week when we get back to normal. I might be joining back next week as well because I might be off Tuesday again. Well, that depends on whether or not we record on a Tuesday. Okay. We might Damn. we might do another day. We don't know. Uh, but anyway, Zach, I appreciate you as well taking uh, time course, to come join course, us right here. And, and, of course, you can catch Zach on the NXT recap that we're going to do later. Yep. Um, once we get watch NXT and figure all the shit out. But, um... That, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Anchor, Spotify, Spotify, Breaker, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. And Google Podcasts. That's right. Pick your favorite hosting site or follow us on all four hosting sites and be a super fan. Also, make sure you guys like us on Facebook. Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great 
content that we produce on there all the time. So make sure you guys check that out. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos that we got. Also, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, as I mentioned before. We have Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring. New, check out the latest episodes we have on there. We also have some watch parties, our D&D one-shot, funny skits. Make sure you check them all out. Also, we got make sure you hit the subscribe button, ring that bell to be notified so you don't miss any of that content, as well as the new content we got, including new episodes of Dark Side of the Ring coming soon. Mm-hmm. I'm in the process of finishing up the Smith family as far as editing. Uh, we've still got uh, the Brian Pillman videos are going to be coming. Uh, Zach and I did the Ultraviolence of Nick Gage. That's coming soon. Uh, the Collision in Korea, the Ultimate Warrior, the Dynamite Kid, and I just found out we're going to be adding soon the Plane Ride from Hell and the Double Life of Chris Canyon. All coming up soon on the Boochcast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring, so make sure you subscribe for that. Uh, also, we're going to have our SummerSlam watch party. He's going to be up there soon. Uh, we're Elvis and I are in the process of making that happen, so we will get that to you guys as soon as possible. Uh, also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. You can live chat with us during the shows. Our next one will be Sunday, November the 21st for WWE Survivor Series. So we'll be getting together for the Survivor Series. Also, we got our big D&D show coming soon. Uh, hopefully sometime next month. We should be getting that all finalized very soon. Uh, once we get the finalized details, we will send that to you guys where you can live chat with us during our big D&D show. Also, we got something very special. Elvis kind of brought this to my attention. Uh, Elvis is signed to have his own little gaming show uh, on the Twitch channel as well. Elvis, I think you talked about that before. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just feel like um, I'm sorry again, folks, for everybody. Listen, everybody in the Booch world, Boochcast Nation, let's just let's just let's have an open chat. We're gonna do a Teddy Roosevelt thing over here, fireside talk, whatever. Boochcast has left have left you down. We have. We try to sit there and organize and try to get videos on for you. Um, unfortunately, our turbulent lives has left us in a state where we can't all get together. Or our we schedules don't have time are to very, very different. Stuff we want to. We want to. We want to. We love our fans. We love the people who listen to our cast. We love the people who listen to Zachariah Scott, to Vinny Bucci, to Desmond, to myself, and all the many little plethora of friends we bring on here. But we've let you down. And um, I feel sad. I feel bad because we can do better and we will. So, as a promise to you, I will start noticing that um, I will go on my PlayStation, I will start putting ourselves on Twitch, and I will start recording any and all games we put on there. So, Rocket League, Madden, Fallout 4, any of the games you want. So, if there's any games you want there, you're thinking about Dynasty Warriors, uh, sports games, NBA, name it. There's something you want you look for in particular, Assassin's Creed, whatever the games might be. I, I even got some virtual reality shit. We'll put some we'll put some virtual reality stuff on. I have the headsets. I'll put some some fun little stuff on there. You can see my stupid ass running around with fucking uh, headset on, which look kind of funny. I'm pretty sure, but um, I took it upon myself to actually get our stuff on there. So uh, I'll, I'll make sure I'll link up the Boochcast to me playing video games. At least you can see us. On YouTube, we have more content on Twitch and get that taken care of. Obviously, we'll have our one-shots here shortly, which I cannot fucking wait. Beef Wellington has been hungry. Beef Wellington, away! Beef Wellington, away! Away! We are waiting uh, for a lot of things to kind of come through the pipeline. Um, 
John finally got his. Is, is John married yet? Do we know if he's he's done his shit yet already? Or he not. It's in October. He's supposed to be getting married. So we don't know when in October, but it's supposed to be happening that month. And then we're supposed to start. We're supposed to start all of our stuff uh, after that. Like they go married, they have the honeymoon, get through all that, and then we're supposed to get on track with everything. Hey Elvis, where are we going next yes. month? Uh, we are going to a show. I believe it's Slipknot, yeah? Yes, we're seeing Slipknot, Kill Swish Engage, Code Orange, and uh, Fever 333. <clears throat> Fever 33, guys, as everybody knows, Mr. Vindibuchi and Elvis and Lesky will met. I am a metalhead from the Lady Palace of Hell. And that's a band I've been waiting for years. And uh, we will uh, uh, we will see what happens when we go to that show. So I hope we have a good time. Uh, thank you guys for letting me ha- uh, enjoy. Have a wonderful time here on the Boochcast. All right, guys, go ahead and dish me with ramen noodles and everything else. Okay, yes. Yeah, so- we we we're we're going to go above that. We're going to above that. Zachary Scott, Shit. thank you so much for joining the show tonight. There will be no donations to um, your ramen noodles tonight because you know what, though? We, we got ourselves a, a, a stock pack. Uh, we had a heavy investor out from South Carolina who decided to buy us uh, uh, you a lot of ramen noodles. So you know what? Though? We're not going to do it anymore. We're not going to sit there and pick on the Solis Ginger anymore. I think the drive, the food drive, really went the way we're supposed to. We're super stoked about it. Um, we thank you so much, uh, fans out there. But we have a new, new, new charity that's coming out right now. And uh, it's, uh, it's called Speech Therapy. And uh, Speech Therapy is for Zachariah Scott's to learn how to speak and enunciate words without slurring his words like he's got a cock in his mouth. Um, hashtag Zechariah's got a cock in his mouth. Speech therapy. Um, if you guys could solely just give us some donations to send him to speech therapy and he could talk like he doesn't have a dick in his mouth, it would be greatly appreciated. So no more, ma- no more making fun of Zechariah Scott at all. Speech therapy for Zechariah Scott. Hashtag. Yes. Okay. So... The way you can do that is by going to anchor.fm slash the boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the boochcast, support the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels with prizes coming soon. You can donate for 99 cents per month. You can do 499 per month, or you can do 999 per month. You can pay with a credit card or with GPay. Go to anchor.fm slash the boochcast slash support. All donations are appreciated. It helps us grow the show and take care of everybody. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Marco Stunt is the best wrestler in the world. You go to hell. You go to hell and you die. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>